Hi. Well, hello. How are you? <laughs> Me? I'm good. How good. are you? I'm good. <laughs> Welcome to Four for Gore, podcast where we talk all things four and spoil it. And spoil everything. Yeah. Yeah. Not everything. I feel like Most I say that every time. Things. Most things. Um, <sighs> and my name's Jill. And I'm Colleen. And yeah, we're Four for Gore. <laughs> I just do it. Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, do that. Do <laughs> it anyway. Four for Gore podcast. Yeah, follow us on the Instagrams. Told you I would just say it randomly. That's okay. Right at the beginning, like we a child. Just yoink. Cross that out. I couldn't wait till Christmas to say it. <laughs> and to say it right now. <laughs> yeah, follow us on the Instagram at Four for Gore podcast. Um, we love you. Yeah. That's it. Bye. Click. Click. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do your little updates first? Yeah. I guess I will. I okay. think, well, one yeah. of them pertains to you. And, oh. And one doesn't. Oh. So I'll just go into the one that doesn't. I'll okay. get my stuff out of the way. Okay. All I've been doing is being exhausted. Yes. And weeding. There were deer helping me with the weeding efforts. Nice. That I just let them walk around. I was like, yes, girls, come to me. <laughs> and they're just cruising through eating all of Aww. the not good plants that they should be eating, which yes. is great. Yes. There's a little groundhog. I saw his butt the other day. Did you? I saw him run downstairs and it was hysterical. That's right. You told me about that. I was like, it was really funny. You can't see me, but my mouth is wide open. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is the cutest. So that's fun. I love your outside. Thank you. Yeah. I love your outside. I do love your outside. I love your inside and your outside, Aww. but that's just me. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so yeah, then um, that's – and then I just have my my shared update with you. Yeah. About over the weekend. Yeah, because we both kind of have like similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we – do you want me to spill the beans? You can spill the beans. Okay. We went to Steel City Con again. Mm-hmm. Super fun. Yes. Uh, we took your sister. We that did. was hysterical. <laughs> it was, she was like so um, – it was the cutest thing. I kept telling Jill every time that like I would like – walk ahead and kind of get away from my sister for a second. Not get away from her, but like if I was away, I'm like, she just keeps saying she doesn't know who anybody is. Yeah. And, or what that is or like what any of this stuff is. And like we warned her. We're like, um, you're going to like literally like uh, and this is I'm saying this in the nicest way possible because obviously we love going. So I'm calling the kettle black. Yeah. But we're like, you're going to the nerdiest convention of all time. So and I mean that in a very love felt way. Um, I was like, so you're going to know things and like there's like Star Wars and some nostalgia. Yeah. And my sister's like, OK, cool. Yeah, I've never been. Let's go. And so we went and she was like, I don't know what any she of this like, is. She really didn't know anything. She really didn't. I was kind of surprised. <laughs> I mean, she knew like Star Wars and like all yeah. those kinds of things, like the bigger stuff. I thought she would recognize more things, though. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I was surprised because she was saying that to me, too. And I was yeah. laughing so hard. Yeah. At her. And then there's me that's like, oh, have you ever seen Cobra Kai? And she's like, no, <laughs> no. idiot. <laughs> I <laughs> just told you. I've never seen like that thing you just stood next to and got a photo with. Do you think I saw Cobra Kai? Yeah. Oh, I do want to say um, before I say, well, we all know I met John Carpenter because yeah. I've, I've talked about it for like, I don't know, months. Yes. Um, but other funny people we saw or that mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, picture. We saw the mask. <laughs> yes. That was, his costume was awesome. It was really good. It was so good. His mask was great. And he was, he was so much fun. Yes, he was. Yeah. So we took a bunch of, I couldn't shut my mouth. <laughs> For the photo. <laughs> You're like, I have a really bad habit of doing that, actually. I'm like, it's just an excited face. Check out my old school cavities. <laughs> <laughs> 
check them out. Look at these. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Um, so we saw that, and that was super funny. And then we saw Ferris Bueller, and I almost died. Yes, that was a really good one. Uh, I, love I love how him. you're like. I wish I was dressed as Sloan. <laughs> And then he's like, can I get a picture with you? And you're like, sure. I know. I didn't understand that. I was kind of confused, but I just let it happen. He just took a photo with me then. I, I got like, super, um, I got super, uh, um, what's the word? Selfish for a second. And I was like, that's fine. If you post it, then you have your four for Gorty shirt on. So who cares? Oh, yeah. Maybe that was why he wanted a fight. I don't know maybe. why. Or maybe he just thought you were hot. I don't even. <laughs> I have a feeling that he just thought you were hot. It didn't even dawn on me anything. I was like, maybe he's just really into himself today. I know I would be if yeah. I were dressed like Ferris B. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, it was awesome, though. So he's going to really give good. his eyes to Stevie Wonder. What a sweetie. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that movie so much. Uh, who else did we see that we. Um, you took a picture with uh, one of the many Jasons and Frankenstein. Oh, Oh, yeah. I got a picture with Groot. Oh, yeah. That's a great. That was so, a great costume. That was a really good costume. I'm trying to think of who else we had pictures oh, with. Oh, I got a picture with Michael Myers. Yes, you did. The Halloween Kills version. Yes, you did. Um, I think that was it for like randos. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just cool people in the crowd. And then, <laughs> do you want me to tell my story first? Yeah. About Mr. Yeah. About Mr. C? Yeah. So I wanted to hurl. I could see him through the curtain mm-hmm. I saw his pony I'm like oh my, god, oh my god oh my god oh my god so then walk in the um walk in behind the curtain you uh-huh. know where you where you go yep mm. and the girl's like all right couple things uh when when I call you go up to that line and no touching and yeah. I was like okay oh, okay I'm gonna grab his butt but I won't okay, okay fine so I get up there I do the slow creep up walk to him that uh-huh. I did for Robert England too. Yes. It's my shy walk. Yeah. Only I look like I'm doing lunges. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> kind of. And I was walking toward him and he's like, hey, sweetheart. And I peed a little. Yeah. Like, I was like, I am not going to be able to hold it together. It was way harder than I thought it was going to be. Like, yeah. He made me more nervous than I expected. Really? Yes. That's I think so because funny. when I was watching him through the curtain, he seemed so stoic. Yeah. And he was being polite to people, but I'm like, I'm going to be way too much for this dude to smile at. Like, he's not going to like me. <laughs> you know, like, I would be like, hi. And so I walked up to him and he said cute things. And then um, I just, I looked at him and I just made eye contact with him. And I'm like, I think you're just so awesome. Like, Aww. I just think you're great. Yeah. And he's like, well, I think you're great. And he put his hand on my shoulder mm. and he touched me. Yeah. You're like, I didn't do it. And I wasn't, I was allowed to have him touch me. Exactly. Like I would have been funny if I walked up to him and was like, touching's allowed for me. <laughs> you <laughs> can touch like, me all you want. Here's my like, butt. Relax. Here's my butt. <laughs> you over-caffeinated creature. Because you gave me that that Red Bull too. I did. I did. That helped. So yeah. So I, I was like, I just think you're the great. And so I went to get my picture. You know, finally, I'm like, I guess yeah. I should look at the photog because yeah. they're like, step it up, yeah, like, right. Get out. I look over. I smile. I said to him, I'm like, I'm going to do one of these. And I threw up, you know, little little devil hands, yeah. little devil fingers. And he's like, oh, I'll do that with you. And, and then I just walked out um, and passed like the big crowd of people and everyone's standing in line still waiting. And I'm just going to get my picture yeah. printed. And I'm just walking out like ah! <laughs> the whole time, the ah! whole time. And everyone's like, <laughs> <laughs> OK, did they deny her entry? <laughs> what's happening? Did he yell at her? Like, I don't understand. Did he put a cigarette out on her face? Yeah. I'm not sure what's going on here. You're no Laurie Strode. Right? Get the fuck away from me. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> it was so great. It was so great. I love it so, so much. So it was a very successful day. And then you and I and, and the sis went and had, you know, lunch and all that jazz, yeah, too. Yeah, that was but fun. Why don't you tell me about your experience? So I I had planned to meet Joey Fatone, which 
I was very nervous for. And also... Oh, you were fanning. You I were was fangirling so bad. Fangirling so hard. And so I was like standing there and she's like, okay, go ahead and stand right here. And I'm like, uh-huh. And I'm just like staring at him, like taking his picture with two other people. <laughs> and so I like trotted. I trotted up to him. And <laughs> I walk like backward and you like run to people. <laughs> I like jumped in his arms. He wasn't ready for it. We fell. No. Um, so I kind of like jogged up to him and I was like, hi. And he's like, hi, sweetheart. He also said sweetheart. So Aww. maybe they both loved us. Obby. And so I was like, how are you? And he's like, I'm great. And I was like, awesome. And then I just like put my arm. I, I copped the biggest feel I could cop right on right on the, 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 like, the, the hip. Yeah. yeah the oh, hip yeah. Meat. I held on to it. And, uh, and then we took our picture and I was like, thank you. Then out of, no- okay, here comes the creme de la creme, cherry on top of the day. We're walking through one of the aisles and we had heard the announcement and I had to write it down because I always want to say it wrong. That's oh, what I was yeah. writing down. Yeah. But we heard the announcement that my love, my love, Johnny from Night of the Living Dead was there. And I was, was like, Russell Strider's here? What? Oh, my God. What? And so we're walking, and I'm like... We're, like, just walking, talking to, like, <clears throat> Corey, at, which, by the way, at Vile Consumption. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also Nardi by Nature mm-hmm. are their uh, Instagrams. You can follow them under. They're, they have really cool art that we like to support. Yes. We're just walking from booth to vendor to booth to vendor, and then there's Johnny. Yeah. And, and I literally had, I actually had more of a like a, a starstruck moment then than I think I did with Joey. You totally did. Because I went <gasps> and I scared the shit out of you. And you're like, what, 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 what? And I, I thought was you like, were mugged. Yeah, I was like, he's right there. And so we walked up and we waited. We stood there and talked to him. Forever. He was like the best. Yes. The sweetest man ever. And go on our Instagram. You can see all these photos and all this proof of all the wonderfulness. Oh, right. And... um. He he asked me if I wanted my picture to say, they're coming for you, Colleen. And I said, yes. He was adorable. He was the best. I wanted to adopt him. Yes. He was the best. And he talked about, he, and to boot, is familiar with our hometown. Yes. And taught at the business college in our hometown. Like, and what I was like, that? Because huh? anytime somebody asks where we're from, I'm like, Meh. yeah, like, it doesn't no one matter. ever knows. It doesn't matter because you'll not know. And, and I love was, how you're like, you're never going to know this he town. He was like, try me. And uh-huh. we said it and he's like, Oh, taught the business college. Is that restaurant that I so loved still there? We're like, it fucking is. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Good call, Johnny. It's closed on Sundays, though. <laughs> Just found that out yesterday. What is it? Is it Chick-fil-A? No, I'm no. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, no, but he was absolutely wonderful. But yeah, that's really it. And then, I mean, we kind of already covered it. My sister's in town visiting. She's currently back home right now. And then she'll be taking the small little puddle jumper plane yep. from my hometown to back to Pittsburgh That's and so, so I'll pick her up tomorrow so she's in town for the week we might go get sister tattoos I don't know we'll see um and that's it that's that's all I have that's all she wrote that's that's it so cool super exciting well you want to talk about what we're talking about yeah today? we're talking about something real fun we decided for season five episode four that is four right this is four yeah yeah I always look over at your notes. I don't know if that's right. Hold on. I just <laughs> it is. Make, is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure. Um, so anyway, season five, episode four, we decided because it's been a very long time um, since we've done this, we decided to do an OG versus a remake. Woo! And we did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> because it's a summer movie. <laughs> You're right. That's literally why. <laughs> you the mungo jerry again for yes. those who have been na, listening na, since na, x na, 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 na. um so anyways uh very excited that we chose this one just because um 
It's been a long time since we've done an OG versus remake. Totally. So do you want to go through your sources first since you're the OG and then I'll do mine? Oh, right. I'm doing the original. You are. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Jill's doing the original. I guess I should have started with that too. (laughs) And I decided to do the 2003 remake because it is the remake. I Sour says Mm -hmm. our IMDb, RogerHebert.com, NewYorkPost.com, Go figure, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre.com. Highly recommend visiting that for behind the scene pictures, if nothing else. Okay. Dangerousminds.net. And I have some others I'll mention later. They're nice. none of your business. Oh, <laughs> I have some throughout as well, as always. Okay. But I also have IMDb. Um, I used horrorgeeklife.com, and the article was Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003 10 Things You May Not Know. Mm. I also watched a, a short, um, like, like 20 minute video on YouTube called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003 Cine News segment and then Wikipedia. There you go. And then the other ones are obviously spranked in. Good sourses. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so once again, uh, I'm going to let you go first since you're the OG on this part. I guess that makes sense. Eh? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, the date of release, October 11th, 1974. Mm-hmm. I can't read tr- facts, by the way. I'm like really? freaking out right now because like, I never uh, use, I like, never, I don't, I don't do this. I never talk about this stuff. Yeah. Director Toby Hooper, mm-hmm. who's also known for directing Poltergeist, the 1982, of course, mm-hmm. Salem's Lot, which was the TV miniseries in 1979, and Go Figs, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Okay. It's rated R. The tagline, at least on a poster I had hanging in my bedroom forever (laughs) uh who will survive and what will be left of them Ooh, yes it's ominous right Mm, yes uh synopsis from imdb Mm -hmm. five friends head out to rural texas to visit the uh, grave of a grandfather on the way they stumble across what appears to be a deserted house only to discover something sinister within something armed with a chainsaw in case you didn't catch the title yeah Mm-hmm. How did it do in the box office? The budget uh, also, too, was approximately 300000 But okay. I saw different numbers depending on the website. Sometimes it changes, at. yeah. Yeah, I didn't care for that much, yeah. but that's what I saw. Gross USA and Canada, $30,859,000. Mm. Gross worldwide, $30,860,378.14. Don't forget the 14 cents. I didn't want to round or anything. <laughs> Production company Vortex. Running time is an hour and 23 minutes. Mm-hmm. My facties are, so the date of release for the remake was um, October 17th of 2003. The director was Marcus Nispel. He's known for Friday the 13th in 2009. Oh, I love that remake. <laughs> um, Pathfinder. Never seen it. And then Conan the Barbarian 2011, which, I, yeah, anyways, okay. It's rated R. The tagline is, inspired by a true story oh i was like that's lame um i didn't care for that i was like that's kind of boring and i just i always pick the first one i see so that's what i went with on imdb but anyways i didn't care for it um synopsis after picking up a traumatized young hitchhiker five friends find themselves stalked and hunted by a deformed chainsaw wielding loon and his family of equally psychopathic killers um how it did in the box office um the budget was 10 million Opening weekend USA, it made $29 million and it opened on October 19th of 2003. Nice. Um, it opened in 3,016 theaters and it grossed, I thought this was kind of fun, it grossed $10,620,000 on its opening day and concluded its opening weekend with $29.1 million, debuting at number one at the U.S. box office. So like 
a lot of money. In That's it, so. one of the differences between yours and mine. I think. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> mine was like 30 million gross. Yours is like opening hour, 10 million. <laughs> 10 million. <laughs> um, gross USA and Canada, 81 million. And then gross worldwide was 107 million. The production companies were New Line Cinema, Focus Features. There's a lot. Radar Pictures, it says in association with Platinum Dunes, Next Entertainment, Chainsaw Productions, LLC. And then I have a Sprank. Ooh, a okay. Sprank. A Sprank right off the top. I love this. I have two quick Spranks. Okay. So my first Sprank is cine- um, cinematographer Pearl explained from an onset interview. People ask me, is it going to be as gritty and grainy as the last one I did? No, I did that. No. It's very confusing how this is written. No, I did that. There's no point in making the exact same film with the exact same look. Okay. And then another fun fact that I got from the YouTube, no, from the article that I had mentioned. um, This is some of the original film's crew worked on the reboot. Oh, cool. So Hooper and Kim Henkel, who co-wrote and co-produced the first movie, returned to the franchise with this film as co-producers. Cinematographer Daniel Pearl that we just mentioned above was um, also came back to reprise his position. And then actor John um, Larroquette, is that how we said it? Larroquette. Larroquette, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, uh, Larroquette, who provided the creepy voice narration at the beginning of the first film, also returns to reprise this role, providing the opening commentary once again. I died. Yes. So you came over and we were chatting about <laughs> our notes. <laughs> I have to say it because it was so good. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Because I, I realized you had the same, you know, reference uh-huh. as, as I. I didn't know that that was him yeah. in the remake. And you said, he's, you're like, you know, John Larroquette at the beginning. And I'm like, oh my God, do you know what he's in? <laughs> and you're like, the one you're ta- talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to die. I did a little. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what I was talking about, though. Oh, I hope God. you know the reference. I hope so, too. That's fucking we'll funny. We'll find out. And then the running time, just real quick, is yes. one hour, 38 minutes. Oh, you beat me. Okay. Yeah. But that's that on that. I'll give you a million dollars if you can guess where my movie was filmed. Arkansas. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yes! Uh, The primary filming location was an early 1900s farmhouse located on Quick Hill Road near Round Rock, Texas. Nice. Very nice. Um, Oh. Do you have anything else? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I guess I do, don't I? (laughs) Mm. Um, Critics, Mm -hmm. right? See, I don't know what I'm doing. No, it's okay. This is, we're learning together. I'm so sweaty. Uh, But it wouldn't be an episode if I wasn't. So, uh, RogerEbert.com. I pulled a couple of little quotey quotes here. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre is as violent and gruesome and blood-soaked as the title promises. It's also without any apparent purpose unless the creation of disgust and fright is a purpose. And yet in its own way, the movie is some kind of weird off-the-wall achievement. I can't imagine why anyone would want to make a movie like this. And yet it's well-made, well-acted, and all too effective. Now, before I move on to other critiques, what do you think he rated it? Based I should of, have asked you that before. That's okay. Based Actually, off of, no, that's good. What? <laughs> that's really funny because I read it and it sounds like really good. And I'm like, but what do you think I wrote? He rated it. <laughs> <Durr>. <laughs> um, I'm going to say out of four, I'm going to say a two and a half. I, he gave it a two. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. I was being more. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Uh, Wiki. Mm-hmm. Um, I pulled just a couple random folks and mm-hmm. things. So Patrick Taggart of the Austin American Statesman hailed it as the most important horror film since George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead. Oh, 
Variety found the picture to be well-made despite what it called the heavy doses of gore, which I think is fun. Mm -hmm. John McCarty of Cinefantastique stated that the house featured in the film made the beat, I'm sorry, made the Bates motel look positively pleasant by comparison. Mm. Um, And the last thing here, uh, revisiting the film in his 1976 article, Fashions in Pornography for Harper's Magazine, Stephen Koch found its sadistic violence to be extreme and unimaginative. Oh. Which was in, yeah. I really like the Bates. I like the the comparison because I could agree with that. I'm sorry, (laughs) but the the house in Texas Chainsaw, the first one is just, it's anyways. Amazing. It's it's so creepy. Um, On Metacritic, the Metascore was 78. User score was 7.8. IMDb was 7.4. Rotten Tomatoes, tomato meter <laughs> alert. <laughs> By the way. You never say this? Why? I was like, it's so cute. <laughs> Why don't you say that? I don't know. Every single episode. I'm going to moving forward. It's okay. I'm going to say it enough for the rest of our episodes in this one. <laughs> okay. Tomato meter, tomato meter, tomato meter. It was an 89%. Okay. And an audience score of 82%. Nice. But now I'm going to let you talk for a while. Okay. So can you give me a guess of where you think mine was filmed? Texas. Ah, oh, shit. See? You, you guessed right. right. You guessed right. <laughs> um, yes, of course, it was filmed in Texas. And um, Nispel favored shooting the film in California, but Bay, and yes, that is Michael Bay, who helped produce oh. it, I believe. Yeah. Um, I can't remember because he's, it's just Michael Bay. Anyways. Um, but Bay suggested Texas where he had previously shot three times. Mm. So I guess he just really likes Texas. But why wouldn't you want it? Anyways, he okay. puts Megan Fox in it. <laughs> <laughs> She's just there, like just, just random. standing there just being like, like hot. resting bitch face the whole time. <laughs> and hot. Yes. And hot. Um, also, the 2003 remake did win some awards. Mm. So it won the Sieges. It's S-I-T-G-E-S. Um, the Catalonian International Film Festival 2003. It won for Best Art Direction for Scott Gallagher. The BMI Film and TV Awards in 2004. It won for BMI Film Music Awards for Steve Jablonski. Um, the Key Art Awards in 2004. It won for Key Art Award Best Show, uh, Best of Show Audiovisual. Um, and then also for, for like the true story, quote unquote. And then finally, um, the Teen Choice Awards 2004. It won the Teen Choice Award for Choice Movie Thriller. So for my critics, um, Roger Ebert, uh, this is so far the, I'm just going to flat out tell you, it's the lowest of low. Oh, no. You can go as low as the thumbs down. Oh. And that's what he gave this one. Oh, wait a minute. So there's stars and you can go and then just negative. A, a, a negative. <laughs> he literally, just a thumbs down. What? Tell so, me, what did he say? Do yourself a favor. Oh, there are a lot of good movies playing right now that you can make you that can make you feel a little happier, smarter, sexier, funnier, more excited or more scared. If that's what you want. This is not one of them. Don't let it kill 98 minutes of your life. Oh, my gosh. Like the harshest of harsh. Huh. Like did not like it. He's grumpy that day. Oh, boy. <laughs> he was like, you know what? I woke up. Someone pissed in my Cheerios and I fell out of my bed. So <laughs> fell out of my bed and someone pissed in my Cheerios all at the same time. I don't know. He was yeah, not having a good day. Um, so from Wikipedia, um, I found uh, Manila Dargis of the Los Angeles Times praised the pol- praised the polish of Pearl's cinematography in contrast to his grittier work in the original. Though noted, the remake moves faster and sounds louder, but comes off as a ca- comes off as callous rather than creepy. And then Peter Travers Tra- Travers, excuse me, of Rolling Stone awarded the film two stars out of four, writing. 
Director Marcus Nispel, acclaimed for his ads and music videos, has a sharp eye and the good sense to hire Daniel Pearl, who shot for the first Chainsaw. But all the bad rehash mojo from the Friday the 13th to the Blair Witch Project has infected Scott Kozar's script. Hooper went for primitive. Nispel goes for slick. Hooper went easy on the gore. Nispel pours it on and called the film soulless. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, Metacritic was a 38, of, 38 out of 100. The meta score was a 6.4 out of 10. Mm. Um, I, oh no, that's what that was. Sorry. Okay. Um, IMDb gave it a 6.2. Sorry, that goes, let me, the meta score was a 38 out of 100. Excuse me. The user score was a 6.4 out of 10. I didn't bump those down. Gotcha. Um, IMDb 6.2 out of 10. And then Rotten Tomatoes gave it 37% for your tomato meter. Tomato meter. <laughs> and the audience scored it a 58%. Okay. So, yeah, the remake didn't really go over so well with anybody. Except like all the teens. Yeah, all the, the teens MTVers. enjoyed it. Yeah. Do you want to talk about people in our respective films? Yeah. Do you want to yeah, just the cast? You want to roll through yours first, or do you want to? How do you want to do this? I kind of like my going first since I'm the older of yeah. the two moves. Let's do it. Okay. Cool. Um, I got Marilyn Burns who plays Sally, mm-hmm. kind of like this pretty modest hippie like long blonde hair and a cute butt mm-hmm. in like white flare jeans. Yes. So. Uh, Alan Danziger plays Jerry, who's Sally's love interest. <laughs> He's tall, dark hair, great 70s pattern shirt. So good. Uh, <laughs> there's Paul A. Pertain, and he plays Franklin. Mm-hmm. I know I shouldn't refer to him as Hot Wheels, but he's in a wheelchair. (laughs) He's portly, outspoken, and whiny. And yes, I will impersonate him later. Mm. Sorry, dude. Uh, William Vale plays Kirk, who is like the less obvious of the men as far as hippie looks goes. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's fella to Pam. Okay. It doesn't have a D on it. Not panned. (laughs) Pan... Panned. <laughs> um, so Pam is played by Terry McMinn. She's the hottie hippie with a body, long, dark, wavy hair, nearly showing some butt cheek in like a 70s romper type outfit. Super mm-hmm. cute. Uh, Edwin Neal plays the hitchhiker. Okay. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Jim Cito is the old man, and he will we'll see him pop up at like the gas station here and there. Gunnar Hansen plays Leatherface. Okay. I had a little teeny note real quick. Sure. Um, just to say that the, the people we're going to meet eventually are part of a family called the Sawyers. And I thought this was kind of funny. A Sawyer is a person who uses a chainsaw. Oh. It, it just became a vocab lesson. Okay. Okay. And this is a callback to a previous episode of ours. Uh-huh. Some sources have um, also, and this is from IMDb at least, uh, some sources have also noted the na- family's name resemblance to Sawney, as in the cannibal clan led by Sawney Bean in medieval Scotland. Yeah, yeah, we learned about that. Which you may recall I referenced during our episode about the remake of The Hills Have Eyes. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you're a D and you should go listen. <laughs> listen to you circling back. I love it. <laughs> I have starring, we have Jessica Beale who plays Aaron. Um, and I have to go back and forth on my notes. I apologize, folks. So I'm going to try to make this as seamless as possible. But <laughs> tappy, um, tap, tap, tappy, tappy, tap, 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 tap. So Jessica Beale um, plays Aaron. 
And she's Kemper's girlfriend, we're going to learn here pretty quickly. Um, gorgeous, uh, brunette. And we all know who Jessica Biel is. So if I have to explain what she looks like, then you live under a rock. But um, she's our leading lady and just the heartfelt, caring one that like plays by the rules and is just smoking hot. So mm-hmm. that's Jessica Biel, a.k.a. Aaron. A really quick fact. Um, Kirsten Dunst, Katie Holmes, and Jessica Alba were considered to play Aaron. Yeah, it was awesome. That's fun. Interesting. Then we have Jonathan Tucker, who plays Morgan. Um, He is the wise-ass friend, kind of the fifth wheel. Mr. Selfish gives no fucks. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have um, Erica Learson, who plays Pepper, who we learned pretty quickly uh, was just picked up at the beginning of my movie. She's not like a friend that's been around for a long time, Mm -hmm. but she's Andy's new fling that we're (laughs) going to find out. And she um, also is a former hitchhiker. That they had picked up. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Fun fact about her character is that Erica Learson screamed so loudly during her scream d- during her screen test that people in other parts of the building called the police to report that a woman was being attacked. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so she did a pretty damn good job. Well, and you'd think they'd send out a memo or something. Right? Like, <laughs> hey, we're going to be doing a horror movie for these Note. acting <laughs> lessons. Think, not lessons, but mm, tests. Um, Mike Vogel plays Andy, who is, as we just learned, um, Pepper's new honey. And he's kind of like the daredevil. He's the one that like, not daredevil, but like, he's the blonde kind of like more, I say daredevil because like, first of all, he's hooking up with the girl that he just met, but I guess it was the seventies. And just, he's the one that just like, is like willing to go out and do whatever. He just doesn't care. Kind of. Is he wearing a tank? He is wearing a tank. He's wearing a white tank. He and Jessica Biel are trying to match. (laughs) They're like fruit of the looms. Yeah, except a hers is like, of course, tied up all cute yeah. and making her look all sexy and her hot stomach is showing. Of course. She's such a babe. Um, Eric Balfour uh, plays Kemper, who is just fine as hell. He is my love. Oh, my God. He's so hot. <laughs> he plays Aaron's boyfriend. And I literally put Aaron's boyfriend and hot is what I said. But um, he kind of follows Aaron's lead a lot. He's definitely he kind of like. Whatever Aaron wants to do, he wants to do. But he's got like the the cute little like goatee mustache and the dark hair. And he's just like tall and thin and just he's sexy. Yes. But he he does. He kind of does. He does kind of almost whatever Aaron wants to do. He's the doting boyfriend, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but a fun fact about him, Kemper is named after a serial killer. Oh, oh, I never put the two together. Ed. So, Yeah. The name comes from serial killer Edmund Kemper, who murdered 10 people in the 60s and 70s. Because of the horrific nature of his crimes, Kemper is one of the, the most notorious murderers of all time and currently resides in California Medical Facility. Then we have next on our list is Andrew um, Brynarski, who um, plays Thomas Hewitt, who is Leatherface. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I need to explain anything else other than that, that he's Leatherface. <laughs> but another fun fact there is that Dolph Lundgren was offered the role of Leatherface in this movie. The Kindergarten <laughs> Cop 2 stars uh, star ultimately passed on the role. And also about Andrew himself, after learning about the remake, Andrew, Leatherface, went up to producer Michael Bay at a Christmas party and personally asked him for the role. R. Lee Ermey plays Sheriff Hoyt, who everybody should know, but he's kind of a dick. He's obviously the sheriff. He has no bedside manner. He is very, very coarse. He is a dickhead. He's just, he's a jerk. David Dorfman, uh, who plays Jedediah, he is the little creepy boy that we meet a little bit later on, um, and not surprising that he's creepy because his name's Jedediah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I said it. 
We have Lauren German, who plays the teenage girl. She is, and why is she not on here all of a sudden? Sorry, I'm, I must have missed her on here. Some of my, uh, she might, I don't actually know who the teenage girl is. That's not the hitchhiker. That's what I was going to say. And I think she has her own actual, like the hitchhiker actually has, maybe she doesn't, maybe that's her. If that is her, that's the hitchhiker, hmm. which is pretty self-explanatory. Let me skip over one more here. Hold on. I just have a few more because these, I think I know what happened. So Terrence Evans plays old Monty. That's who essentially like answers the door, lives at the house, creepy old man with no legs. Um, we also have Marietta Merrick who plays Luda May. Luda May is like the mommy of the family. Mm. She's real mean and, and like dirty and well, they're all dirty. Um, <laughs> Just kind of just just nasty old woman. Yeah. She, I think she also technically works at the uh, gas station. Okay. Um, then we have uh, Heather Kafka, who plays Henrietta, who is the weird flower power ditzy freak daughter. I don't know how to explain <laughs> her. Like, she's not like... I she's, think that was great. She's kind of like... <laughs> she's just kind of strange, right? Mm-hmm. Just like the rest of them. Um. Kathy, even though her part's extremely small, I still included her because she just freaks me out. But um, Kathy Lampkin plays the tea lady in the trailer. Mm-hmm. She's like the heavier set woman that's just kind of like <laughs> staring at her later in the in the movie. Um, and then we have pretty much the only two left really is Brad Leland plays uh, Big Rig Bob, at the very, very end of the movie, who's the trucker who will find out uh, does what he does. And, of course, John um, Lairaquette, who is the narrator. Oh, that's, that's it. <laughs> there he is. Sorry, trying to get my notes in order there. You're good. Okay. I have some 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 littles up top. Okay. And then I have some littles as well. I love that. So, back to the OG for Minuto. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack contains no sounds from musical instruments, with the exception of some copyrighted music they had the rights to. Instead, they use sounds of uh, sounds an animal would hear inside a slaughterhouse. Oh, Gunnar Hansen originally turned down the role of leather pa- Leatherface due to the sheer brutality of the plot. He was then persuaded by Marilyn Burns, who plays Sally. Oh, they were friends at the time, which I was like, oh, thank you. That's nice. Entertainment Weekly magazine voted this the second scariest film ever made, behind The Exorcist, which I thought was fun. Nice. And you brought up Ed Kemper. I'm going to bring up a different Ed. Oh, Mr. Ed. (laughs) I'm like, why is there a smiling horse that can talk? I don't understand. (laughs) It's going to the slaughterhouse because it's a freak. So don't worry. Literally. Uh, So to your point that you read as a tagline earlier, uh, the film is fictional. However, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Till I moved to Texas. Uh, and based loosely off the life of Wisconsin serial killer Ed Gein. Oh, duh. For those not into crime. Oh, she believed it was a horse, everyone. No, she, no I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm like, wait, it wasn't a horse? <laughs> a horse is a horse, of course. Uh-huh. For those not into true crime, a bit on Eddie, Ed Gein, on whom Leatherface was loosely based, as previously mentioned, was not truly a serial killer, as he had actually only killed two people, both of them women. How? Oh, that sounded weird. It mattered. It fucking, they, he killed two people. That wasn't killed, a serial killer. Yeah, okay, but yeah. isn't that worded funny? Yes, it is kind of worded. He wasn't really uh, a killer, guys, because he just killed chicks. Um, so <laughs> They don't matter. I'm just teasing. <laughs> so he was, however, a grave robber. Mm. He stole body parts, only female. Hmm. 
again, mm. from many different graves. He kept some of the parts in his refrigerator and skinned one corpse and wore the skin as a dress. So hello also to Mr. Buffalo Bill. Yeah. The my Spranks. Uh, right off the top. So to prepare for his role as Leatherface, I love this. Hmm? To prepare for his role as Leatherface, Andrew, um, I have to do it again, Brina Arski, <laughs> ate a diet of brisket and white bread in order to get his weight to nearly 300 pounds. Wow. Like, and when you watch this, I was like, after I read this, because I did all the fun stuff before I watched it, because, mm-hmm. yeah, anyways, I was like, holy shit, yeah, like, he's a really fucking huge dude in this movie. Like, yeah. he's big. So I thought that was fun. Um, Andrew also states, um, in my estimation, Leatherface is like a beaten dog. He was ostracized and ridiculed and treated harshly by his peers. The psychological damage they inflicted was immense. There's no chance for him. Terrence Evans, who plays Uncle Monty, says, I think there was a chance. I think there was a chance Thomas's life could have been different. But the teasing he suffered, coupled with a bad temper and following Hoyt around like a puppy dog. Hoyt is the sheriff for those that maybe forgot already <laughs> um, <laughs> left room for Hoyt to get um, to get absolute control. Mm. So I thought that was kind of fun. Jessica Beale's outfit in the film is a tank top, boot cut jeans and boots. She thoroughly enjoyed wearing the outfit, especially the jeans. Oh, well, like, well, her butt looked great. I mean, of course it did. So did she the entire freaking movie. Of course you love your good butt jeans. Jeez. Duh. But I just thought it was funny that no, like that was like one of her things. I'm like, well, she liked your outfit. Isn't that nice? <laughs> Um, I personally really liked Pepper's outfit, but anyways, um, my last little sprank is shot in six weeks in sweltering hundred, hundred degree plus weather. Um, excuse me. It was shot in six weeks in sweltering 100 degree plus weather, but the actors felt it helped them keep true to their characters, emotional and physical fatigue. Mike Vogel, who plays Andy. And then of course our love Eric Balfour, who plays Kemper so that you couldn't take a break, even if you wanted to on the film, but it kept them going. Do you want to hear a little bit about the opening of mine? Figure yeah. we'll just like, break it down for the audience, right? If you yeah. haven't yet listened to our Nightmare on Elm Street OG verse remake mm-hmm. episode, we kind of are modeling this the same way. Trying so, our best. Now you're gonna go, it's <laughs> been a long We're time. We're going to give it a throw. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to talk a little about my movie. Colleen will talk about her movie. We'll just kind of follow each other along yeah. down the journey. And we'll see kind of talk. See what's completely different and what's see not. what's different. Yeah. So. My opening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here, hold the phone. Alert the presses. Okay. <laughs> we get a uh, fantastic voiceover scrolly fonty, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's all regarding a tragedy which befell a group of five youths. <laughs> and according to drumroll John Larroquette, <laughs> his payment for doing the opening narration was a marijuana joint. And allegedly... He was doing an impression of Orson Welles. Oh, wait, really? And whenever Toby Hooper listened to it, he's like, sounds like John Larroquette. That is but hilarious. I was like, that's John Larroquette. <laughs> I didn't recognize his voice. And I thought I would because you know what? Is John, this where I get to learn? You do. Okay. Well, what do you know him from aside from this? I don't know. Oh, okay, fine. I don't know. I am weird. So John Larroquette played Dan Fielding in the show Night Court. <laughs> I used to watch Night Court all the time with my parents. I did too. And I didn't understand any of it. But guess what I loved? The opening because it yeah. was real brass sectiony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I loved it. So we hear that uh, opening and I love it, right? It does have some, so it basically is like what bestell these youths was more, you know, Horrific. Horrific than anything in the world. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. And then you cut to flash bulbs going off in the dark and you get glimpses of like these two decaying bodies, Mm -hmm. right? And then 
just every, just grody, just clearly have been out in the sun all along, right? Like rotting right. flesh, missing teeth, barely hanging from I've seen better days, skulls, like Jesus <laughs> Christ. They're so bad. And while you're seeing glim- more and more glimpses of them, um, or actually really it changes to a real slow pan out, you hear a voiceover of a radio report saying there's been plenty of grave robberies in the area known as fictional Muerto County, which Spanish for dead. Mm-hmm. And we get a uh, description of the grisly art we see, and it's just these bodies basically fashioned on a headstone of a grave. Yeah. And they're in a fucked up position. They're disgusting. Mm. So, and yeah. then we cut right to openings like credits mm-hmm. and real loud music, red and black. And it just kind of goes from there. Right. Yeah. So my opening, it's just dark and gritty, black and white opening showing like a crime scene. And then, of course, the same narrator, our sweet man, John um, Dan Fielding, yeah. <laughs> um, just telling us of a mass murdering. Right. He's just kind of going through the same thing. But then our opening kind of leads into um, like the very beginning prior to the true opening of the movie, I guess you could say, is just we see a cop like a police officer that's like walking down into a basement. It's still like this really dark um, black and white film. And he's like holding like an old school microphone, obviously, mm. to like be able to hear what he's saying. And they're going down into the basement. And he's just saying like, yeah, now we're going down into this, you know, basement. And he's like narrating as he's walking down. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, take it, you know, take a look at this. And like the camera pans over and it's the most disgusting thing on earth because he's like, that kind of looks like scratches going down the wall. Oh, and ew. you immediately are like, oh my God, somebody fucking their fingernails. I don't want to talk about it. And then there's like hair stuck on like a piece of the um, like the the wood that's like sticking out of the wall. Like everything's busted up. Everything's all wet down there. And they show like bodies being carted away. Oh, um, like on gurneys and stuff oh. uh, like by the corner. Yeah. And um, and then we cut to the opening. Oh, so we're going to meet some youths. You may have remembered uh, the ones I talked about earlier. It's, uh-huh. the, it's those guys. Those, those uh, <laughs> so there's a big mod green van, of course, right? Mm-hmm. 70s, hippy dippy fun. And it pulls over to the side of the road right, yeah. right quick. Uh, so Franklin can go outside to pee in a coffee can. And I was like, why are you peeing in the can outside of the van? Just pee on the ground. Like, just pee on the ground. Yeah. And I read, I think it was Toby Hooper that went and peed in the can behind a bush so that they could get like the sound quality, like the sound for it. Because the tr- <laughs> the highway they were by, you know, sitting yes, beside. Way too loud. It was way too loud. Yeah. Um. So anywho, Franklin pees. And <laughs> <laughs> he pees. The pee stop, if you will, proves troublesome because a truck flies by and it flings like a shit ton of rocks and like debris at them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it scares Franklin and he throws his pee over his head. And I laugh every time yeah. because both his arms fly up and it's freaking hysterical. I'm not going to apologize for it. It's funny. <laughs> and he rolls down a hill. Um, and another guy actually was like startled by the truck too. And then of course they all teamwork it together, right? They rush to Franklin, make sure he's cool. They resituate him back on the road talking about astrology. So they're just kind of cruising. Um, and the one girl you can tell is into it and she's talking about all this ominous stuff that's supposed to happen because of the lunar cycle. And they (laughs) said Saturn in retrograde or something. I'm like, isn't it Mercury? Maybe that's that's before Mercury became uh, the cool planet. Yeah. Is that like the, the, yeah, like the now thing? Yeah, maybe. It's on fleek. Is that still a thing? (laughs) I don't think think so. so. No, I don't think. We're too old. (laughs) This is why I don't try. Uh, Um, So real quick, we actually do kind of a full circle Uh and we go back to the cemetery that I saw earlier. Yeah. And that's to learn um, 
or rather we, the audience, learn that we're going to that cemetery because Sally and Franklin road trip there to make sure their grandfather's grave hadn't been dug up. Right. But when they get there, they do find negatory. It's not been. Nope. Right. Nope. It wasn't him posed like he was playing rotting twister on oh top of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Terrible. He like he won. Yeah? Yeah, he was going to stick that pose. Yeah. <laughs> Hope did it. Stick the landing. <laughs> <laughs> so our opening opens immediately with Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Little Leonard Skinner for you, um, which I adore. Same kind of idea. Kids in a van, right? Younger kids in a van getting ready to go to the Leonard Skinner concert. That's where they're on their way to, apparently. Oh, there it is. See? So, yeah, we open up with everybody and we see, you know, uh, um, Aaron and uh, Kemper in the front seat. We kind of quickly learn that those two might be together. But we also see in the back seat, there's Morgan and Pepper and Andy. And Morgan is the downer. He's telling Andy and Pepper that they are, they're a sexual statistic and that <laughs> they really need to like, he's like talking all this smack on them about like hooking up when they first, like they barely know each other. And he's just being like, he's just being a Debbie downer. Like leave them alone. It's <laughs> the seventies. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, they're just kind of all chit chatting back and forth. Um, nothing too exciting there. Um, we also, you know, kind of get the hint that Aaron's got engagement on the brain. You know, she talks to Kemper at one point about like, when are you going to put a ring on my finger? Mm. And he's like, it'll happen. Just let it, let it be, bitch. Like (laughs) sounding like you're on the verge of an ultimatum. I think you need to just let it go. (laughs) Um, and then, um, I'll pause on this next piece because our our open, my opener is a lot less detailed than yours um, because you and I are about to hit like. Pretty much the same exact point here. So I'll let you go next. We're going to get in the thick of it just a smidget. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's a beautiful hot Texas day, right? Gorgeous for driving past a slaughterhouse. Just mm, (laughs) windows down, all that hot air blowing in your fucking... I already barf on car trips. You know this. Yeah. Let alone just driving past that shit and having 120 heat. Um, So in the car, Franklin being annoying... Uh, he's describing how ca- uh, beef cattle are killed. And the worst part is he's really annoying while he's doing it. Like yeah. we really quickly learn how super duper ridiculously annoying Franklin is. Mm-hmm. Right. So aside from uh, one of his lines, um, which I will say, I will give him this. Right. Because while they're driving, they spot a hitchhiker and they pull over and pick him up and he gets in. And Franklin retorts, I think we just picked up Dracula. Oh my <laughs> God, I, right. I was like, okay, I like you for that millisecond, Franklin. That's a funny joke. Yeah. So let's get to know the hitchhiker a little bit mm-hmm. here real quick. He shares a Polaroid, uh, actually passes around Polaroid pictures that he took because he works at the slaughterhouse. Mm -hmm. So they were talking about it and he's like, I'm an artist and I make head cheese and my brother makes it the best, which I won't even get into the giblets of that fucking recipe Oh, because I'll hurl again. We had already seen that Franklin had a knife on him earlier, Mm -hmm. um, but the hitchhiker gets kind of handsy with it. So Franklin was just sitting there kind of fiddling with his knife And the hitchhiker reaches out and takes it gently and proceeds to cut his own hand open Mm -hmm. and wig everyone out. Just for fun. The guy, everyone was already staring at the dude anyway. Like, you're you're not doing kind of weird, dude. Any papers here. Yeah. Um, And then he just kind of laughs insanely, hands the knife back to Franklin real quick. Don't worry. He's got his own blade on him. He shows us, right? He pulls it out of his boot. It's like a straight, it's like a straight blade that you shave with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
straight edge or some shit. I don't yeah. Know what they're called. Yeah. Um, and then he decides, you know, because he's an artist with his Polaroid camera around his neck. It's like the old cranky one. Too. Yeah. It's hysterical. He takes a Polaroid of Franklin and is like, you guys want to have dinner at my place? We've got head cheese. Two dollars for the photo, sir. And like tries to charge Franklin a bill for the unasked for photo. And they're like, it isn't even good. Like they're giving him shit for it. Yeah. The quality. He's yeah. like, it's a great picture. Don't you want to give me two dollars and eat my fucking head cheese? Yeah. So anyway, things escalate. Mm-hmm. They refuse to pay him money for the photo. He magicians it and sets it on fire in the van in like a little piece of foil. We're real weird and like super fast the way he crinkles it up too, yeah. to put the, fa- the fire out like everyone wigs, of course. Mm-hmm. And in the pandemonium, he reaches over and he grabs Franklin's. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He grabs his own blade and fucking grabs Franklin's arm and slices it with it. Yeah. Which I always think is funny that Franklin spilled first blood. I'm like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> arm up. Yay. And after all that craziness, everyone's screaming, wigging, right? They kick his ass out of the car. Mm-hmm. He wipes blood on the side of the van. Yeah. And he looks like he's like moving his arm around a specific <laughs> way. Like I am kind of right now. Yeah. And then he kind of flaily runs through a field and like is like, I don't know how to. Tackling? He's, he's going. <laughs> at Raspberrying? That's it. I didn't know how to. I was like, you know, the thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's doing that at the car and just running alongside the road looking as as insane as he is oh my god so they're just gonna go back to playing the license plate game i guess and, uh, yeah, and reading astrology yeah, and they're just gonna do that so. oh my god okay Anyhow. so so not similar but to the hitchhiker point we're you know driving along and kemper and aaron decide to have a smooch while kemper's driving because that's always a great idea in any movie when anybody doesn't pay attention to their driving totally and they smooch and as they pull away aaron kind of slowly turns and looks to the front of the car again and all of a sense all of a sudden says either babe or kemper like really loud and he just veers away from hitting a hitchhiker mm. some random blonde girl is just walking in the road just completely zombied out um, fun fact, Evan Rachel Wood was considered for the role of the hitchhiker. Oh, it wasn't her. You did no, say that it earlier. Wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't her. But I, I wish it was because I do love me some uh, Evan Rachel Wood. Anyways, um, so, you know, they 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 almost hit this girl and, you know, they come to a screeching halt and uh, Aaron tells Kemper to back up, like back up the, the van and her and Pepper both immediately are like, we got to help her. Like there being these like immediately like mother like trying to help her like she's obviously in trouble and so they back up and she's just once again zombie like dead face like straight ahead just kind of like just meandering along and they're like are you okay do you need anything can we help you and so Aaron tells Kemper to stop the van he stops the van she gets out with Pepper and her and Pepper go and grab the girl and bring her into the van yeah so it's a very awkward moment with everyone just like staring at her, right? Yeah. So kind of similar to, to your guy. Yeah. But it's just very quiet. It's Ugh. insanely quiet. Like they're not really talking or anything like that. There's not a Franklin. Yeah, no, Ugh. there's no Franklin. And um, <laughs> they're all kind of staring at her. I think like somebody, maybe it's Pepper or maybe it's Aaron. One of the two says like, are you okay? Like, can we take you home? What's your name? And like asking your normal questions and she's not really talking. Mm. And she just says, they're all dead. <sighs> and they're like, Okay. Like, be what like, are you talking about? You know, I think we're going to actually go a different route. We better leave you here. Yeah, like, what are you... Okay, <laughs> this is nice. Ugh. So, um, they they start to, you know, they continue to drive down the road, 
And at one point they pass a sign that says barbecue with a big giant arrow to the left and they pass it and she immediately starts to freak out. Like you're going the wrong way. Turn around. (sighs) Don't go there. Don't go there. Oh my God. I can't, you can't do this. Don't go there. They also pass a slaughterhouse right before that. Mm. Um, And she just is like freaking out the whole time and just like having a fucking moment. What? She's like, worst barbecue in Texas. Yeah, we're not going we're not to not that. going to do that. <laughs> Their potato salad is made with freaking Miracle Whip. <laughs> I, I love can't Miracle do, Whip. Do you? I am. Oh, God, we can't be friends. I know. Oh, no, we can't well, be friends. Oh, anyways. We're ending this. Shit. <laughs> so, uh, no, but she just, she's having an absolute fucking Ugh. panic attack. So they try to calm her down. She, she, because she at one point like, kind of jumps towards the front of the van to like try to get Kemper to stop and like clearly is causing absolute chaos. So they get her to calm down and she's like, you're going the wrong way. And she's like crying about it and just all upset. So then she's sitting there and all of a sudden out of nowhere, she pulls a gun from her vagina that's bleeding. Oh Um, yeah. She's wearing a dress. Yeah. And she pulls it out and they're all like, Oh Oh, oh my god. My god, okay. She's been doing her exercises. Yes, she has. <laughs> and um so she pulls it out and then just proceeds to put the gun in her mouth and pulls the trigger and <sighs> um her brains go everywhere and she blows a hole out of the back window and of course everybody freaks out. They you know, they pull over, they stop the van. Um, off to like the side of the road. And the second that they, you know, do that, Pepper gets out at one point first, I think, and she just immediately hurls. Um, uh, Morgan's freaking, I mean, everyone's freaking out. Yeah. Um, I, I almost said Jessica Biel, but Aaron, Jessica Biel, um, is just kind of sitting off to the side of the road, just hyperventilating. Ugh. Like, it, it's just, it's a really, 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 really rough scene. And like the worst part is where, where Aaron sits. She sits super close to the back of the van and you can just see the hole where she blew out the back oh. of the van and there's just like red blood guts of her brain just hanging out. Just dangling. And so, yeah, that's that's our that's our hitchhiker. Wow. Yeah, slightly mine, different, from eh? 2003. Yeah. Oh my God. Just a smidge. There's nothing like that in my movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> call out another, I'm just going to call out another difference right there. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're continuing to drive. Franklin's freaked and wigging about it, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we have to fashion like a tourniquet for him. His day is sucked. We'll yeah. put it that way. But He's not having a good one. But I still don't like him. So they get to this old house, right? All the vans, the, the, the van travelers yeah the youths and everyone heads inside leaving franklin outside to sunburn <laughs> they're like let's go explore everyone and franklin's pissed of course he's pissed he is literally like i mean he is he's wheeling himself around the property and, and doing, it's not handicap friendly i'm sure it isn't it's no. got like the biggest tree roots and shit <laughs> everywhere and no ramps and he's <laughs> Franklin. It's so funny. It Please know I'm not laughing at anybody that's handicapped. I'm laughing because it's him. It is funny. It's just him. They're like, we've been dying for a, a break from him. Let's all go to the top <laughs> floor. <laughs> right right now. now. I'll race you to the attic. Let's Franklin sucks. Um, and he's like, when he's like talking to himself, he's like mocking them because they're yeah. all having like funsies and squealing and like, we and he <laughs> I fucking hate. He's like, come on, Franklin. It'll be a fun trip. And then he raspberries too. Does he really? At them. Oh my God. I cannot with Franklin. Yeah. Um, and then eventually, after years of that, the youths begin to fork off. Mm-hmm. So a few of them, Kirk and Pam, they head out to maybe fork off at a nearby watering hole oh. that they want to swim at. Um, 
but when they get there, they realize it's no longer watery. It's just, it's just drought. It's, it's, it's just not there. <laughs> they're just in like a, 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 I don't know. A, like a mini desert. A dirt hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so then they're chilling there for a second and then eventually hear what sounds like an engine kind of whirring in the distance. Yeah. And they head there to see if they can find somebody willing to barter with them a little bit because they need to gas up the van. Oh, okay. Which is what they had been doing at that gas station. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. But sometimes you just got to stop for pickles. Yeah, I get road, that are dusty. Road, dusty road pickles. <laughs> Sounds like a porn name. It's really picturesque at first mm-hmm. when they're walking up to that property. So Kirk Pam walking up through these big tall sunflowers. Yeah. It's actually a really pretty shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like I said, a bright sunny day. They're dressed all summery and cute in the 70s. She has a nice butt as mentioned before. Um, and then they get to like this big cache of like random cars that are kind of mm-hmm. like covered with this overhang of like leavies. So yeah. it looks sort of like it, they're trying. somebody's trying to, you know, hide them. Yes. Um, and that's where the engine is running. They end up finding a house. They see a house in the distance. They walk up to it. Mm-hmm. And on the front porch, Kirk finds a tooth. Which is uh, yeah, super really normal, gross. like a human one. Oh yeah, not like an animal. No, okay, mm-hmm. like a little canine. Oh, okay, and you're in like a human dome piece, not yeah. in one loose. Yeah. So he hands it to Pam because he's charming like that, gross. and she gets pissed and walks away like in a huff. She's yeah. like, "You're disgusting." I wouldn't like, want to touch it either. You haven't got laid yet today, bro. Like, <laughs> don't hand her a gross tooth. Um. So she walks away and sits on a swing. He actually just knocks at the door a little more, and then just decides. To let myself in nice. why not you yeah, know and try, try to talk to somebody he was yelling but no one answered yeah so he kind of starts to walk in a little bit and then he hears these animal like sounds real loud like squealing kinda yeah like a pig uh-huh. kind of like a cat dog you know, a, a cat dog a cat dog pig <laughs> man bear pig <laughs> so uh he actually ends up running inside when he hears that only to kind of trip up a ramp that's going toward this big doorway. Mm. And in the doorway, like the backdrop of it is just this bright red wooden wall with all these animal heads on on it, like animal skulls, right? Mm -hmm. Mounted everywhere. And when he runs and kind of trips up that ramp into that doorway, the man appears Uh and Leatherface shows up for the first time. Yep. And he is quick and clean about it. Yes. He just fucking conks him on the dome with a little teeny sledge. The cutest sledgehammer I've ever seen. <laughs> Whenever he hits Kirk with the sledgehammer, he falls obviously right to the ground, right? Yeah. And I think the scariest part of that scene, he starts like shit, like convulsing and shaking and his boots are real loud on the like wooden ramp. Uh-huh. And it's just, it's the scariest, I think the scariest noise in the movie. Yeah. Fuck the chainsaw. You hear those like in the, on the daily. Yeah. But, like no, that. Yeah. It's just so, ugh. So Kirk is spazzing on the ground. Leatherface drags him through the door. So he's off the ramp and like just positively slams this big metal door. Mm. And it's so loud and it's like the coolest scene. And I fucking love it. So uh, what are your folks up to? Because mine are getting cray. My folks are, (laughs) my folks are going to, well, I'll tell you. Okay. Okay. Tell me. So, you know, Everyone's freaking out. You know, the hitchhiker's dead. They're all trying to figure out what to do. And I forgot to mention at one point, it slips in the van that I think Morgan says something about two pounds a pot that they're going to sell to mm-hmm. like part of the reason that they're going to this concert or going to this show is that they're going to sell this to this pot. Right. And okay. Aaron's like, Aaron's pissed. Oh, oh, she's, she's homespun. She's like, I am not OK with this. Right. They just kind of have like a quick 
like he tries to explain like I want to do this because I want to you know this is going to help us start you know start our lives Mm. and like this this you know this is like thousands of dollars I don't know what he fucking says thousands of dollars it can help us he like says something and she just walks away from him she immediately walks away from him so they all they all kind of have like a bit of an argument chat I wouldn't say a stop and chat, but they all kind of get together and they're talking about like, well, we got to dispose of the body. What are we going to do? Like, we just have this, this girl in the back of our van. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, no. I, see, it's coming together for yeah, me. Yeah. How this do we good. get rid of her? Like, we can't just yeah. like drive around with her in our car. So they start to just drive down the road and we come across a gas station. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> dusty Creepy. pickles. Yes. Dusty. Yeah. Literally. Okay. Um, and it does kind of seem like the hills have eyes. Um, mm. And it's kind of like they took the same notes on the same gas station bathroom and all. <laughs> um, because so they, you know, the boys all go inside to talk to, um, give me a second, to Maggie May or whatever her name is, the mom, the creepy mom, the really gross mom that we're going to meet later <laughs> um, again. But anyways, they go inside and um, I think it's Luda May. They meet Luda May. She's in there and they're like, hey. So this girl was in our van. We picked her up. She shot herself. We need to talk to the authorities. Can you please give us your phone so we can call like, or can you call the the local sheriff? Like, can you do this for us? And she's like, I I guess so. She's like, use the squeegee out front and get out. Yeah. Like, (laughs) what are you guys doing? Right. So they're trying to get her to understand like this girl killed herself in our van. We need this now. And she's like, well, I'll call the sheriff. So she calls the sheriff. Turns around two seconds later and says, he's on up the road. He said, you can go meet him at the old, the old Crawford mill. Oh, and they're like, him. <laughs> they're like, uh, no, we're not going to go traveling with this dead girl in our car. He needs to come here. And she's like, he's busy. Uh, and they're like, uh, okay, well, where's the old Crawford mill? So meanwhile, the reason I mentioned the Hills have eyes bathroom and all is uh, Pepper and Aaron go to jo- go find an outhouse. Mm-hmm. And when they go to find it, there's a lock on it. And so Aaron picks it. Oh. And uh, Pepper's like, where'd you learn how to do that? Because like, you know, whatever. And uh, Aaron's like, I have brothers. You know, like she's the crafty one all of a sudden. Hmm. And so they open it and it's obviously utterly disgusting. And they just immediately turn around and walk away. They don't use it. Hmm. And so uh, going back to... Uh, you know, whatever, like I said, they have to go meet, they have to go meet the sheriff, which is odd. Okay. Very (laughs) odd. So they have to go meet him at this old Crawford mill. There's no police station apparently. And so they get to this old Crawford mill and when they arrive, it's abandoned. There's no one there. It's not like it's in use anymore. Everything's grown over. It's kind of dingy. It's, it's a little bit dark and kind of some creepy parts to it. Hmm. And so they park kind of underneath like a, uh, Almost like a pull through is like what kind of what it looks oh, like. Oh, is it like a carport? Sort of, yeah, like a carport, <laughs> but like a really tall one. And like to the right of it is like where the mill part is. Okay. And um, they're sitting there and they all get out of the car. And now they're trying to vote on how long do we stand here? I don't want to wait for this sheriff. This is stupid. Mm-hmm. So now they're going to start to vote on what they do with the body. Do they just dump it and go? Oh. Or do they wait for the sheriff? <laughs> well, of course, the women are like, um, uh, you can't leave her here. That's really <laughs> awful. This is someone's daughter. This is someone's like friend. This girl had a family. Like you can't, you can't do that. So Aaron Emil is like, no, we're not dumping the body. I'd be like, who's opening for Leonard Skinner? Yeah. <laughs> then we'll make our How vote. How badly do we want to go? Um, so she's like, we're not doing this. There's absolutely no way. And so both guys, Andy and Morgan are like, we're dumping her. Uh, Kemper, what do you want to do? You're the final vote. Because the girls say no. The two boys say yes. It's up to Kemper. 
And so Kemper's like, well, I mean, I guess like, what are we going to do? We can't wait for the sheriff. And she, of <gasps> course, gets pissed. He went the opposite uh-huh. way. Aaron's like, what the fuck? I thought he was just going to like, um, you know. And then, um, uh, no, excuse me. He doesn't say that. You think he's, pardon me. You think he's about to say it. Like, you think oh. he's about to like go the, like go against Aaron. And then I her, would think he would. Yeah. And then her good conscience wins. Or like, I mean, he, I would think he wouldn't. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, right. The good conscience wins. So they decide to like wait for the sheriff. Right. Okay. Obviously. So, um, sorry, it just at first you, you look at him and I was like forgetting that he does, obviously, duh. Okay, anyways, we'll get there. He's trying to get back in there. Yeah, he's trying to get back into them <laughs> pants, those cute tight pants. Um, so, um, they're all kind of standing there at one point and they're trying to figure out like, okay, how long, once again, we're going to stand here all day. This is getting ridiculous. How long is it going to take him? It's, they, they said like 30, I think she said at the, at the um, gas station, like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Pepper and Morgan uh, are like, they're all standing together and you see like the shot of like being inside the building, looking out at them and Pepper and Morgan both stop and say like, I just saw something like run back there. Like I just saw something and Aaron's like, fuck you guys. I'm going to go investigate. Like she all of a sudden gets some balls and just goes wandering off into this old mill by herself. Yeah, of course. Um, (laughs) They find a possum at one point. It's like scurrying through like one of the things. It's like a jump scare scene. It's kind of funny. And they're like, oh, it's just a possum. But then they find a little boy. Oh, no. We we meet Jedediah. No, not him. Uh, yeah. I can't, and no, it, it's it's ridiculous. He's um, my Franklin in that I do, movie. Yeah, I do feel <laughs> bad for the kid, though, because, I mean, he can't help it that he's incest. And but they find this little boy and he's like creepily, like kind of just like staring at them. And like he kind of walks up to them and he's like, what'd you do to the girl in the van? Oh, like asks oh, them, like, Lord. what did you do? And they're like, yeah. um, don't. You don't worry about that. Like you're it's a you're Halloween a prop. Yeah, you're, you're a child. You don't need to like see what this is all about. Um, so you know, then they like continue to talk to him for a little bit. Um, and they ask they start asking him, like, okay, well, where's the sheriff? Like, what do we like do you know like where he lives? Like, do you know like where like he's at apparently? Mm-hmm. And so the kids just like telling them like all about the sheriff and that he's always drunk and you know, (laughs) he, he's, he lives pretty far away and this, that and the other. And, um, yeah, it's just like, why would you want to listen to that kid? Like, why would you want to listen to him? (laughs) Like he's the town gossip. Yeah. yeah. He's got all the news. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So kind of similar to you, Mm -hmm. we fork off. Right. So, um, Aaron and Kemper are like, we're going to go find the sheriff. You guys stay here in case he comes, but we're going to go look for him. And the kid tells him like, there's this old house that's up on the, up along the way that you guys can go to. That's where he lives. Mm. He might be up there. Mm-hmm. So um, the rest stay behind. And so they start heading up and they come upon this giant farmhouse, huge giant farmhouse. Um, and they get up there and immediately knock on the door and a, a very surly, not so friendly whatsoever, old man mm. uh, in a wheelchair, similar to Franklin, um, <laughs> but with no legs, oh. uh, answers the door. And um, they say, you know, we heard that the sheriff, you know, is here. Does he live here? And the old man, old Monty, is like, the sheriff doesn't live here. Like, what are you talking about? He doesn't live here. Why are you guys on my property? Like, get the fuck out of here, right? He's just very mean and very, like, nasty. Yeah. And um, Aaron says, well, can we use your phone to call the station, like, to call the local authorities to let them know that we're here and that, like, we have 
there's a situation we need taken care of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's getting ripe. We have a, like, yeah, we literally have a rotting dead body in our van. Um, and so this part just kills me. Aaron's the one that goes into the house by herself and Kemper stays out. Uh, I'm like, he um, like gained a point and then they, you take two Yeah, away. you take, exactly. He's not the smartest. So she goes into the house, right? And um, he shows her where the phone is. It's like off to the left like in the room. And the house is just, it's, it's just very unkempt. Okay. Unkempted. Um, unkempted. <laughs> um, it's just dirty and dusty and th- it's just not taken care of well, obviously. Right. So meanwhile, mm. skipping back to our, our group that's by themselves at the mill. Oh yeah. The sheriff pulls up. Uh oh. Uh oh. And is he soused? He's, he's not soused, but <laughs> he's just a dick. Like he's just. <laughs> Yeah, I heard you guys need some help. And and they're like, oh, thank God you're here. Like, whatever. And so we go back and forth just a little bit here. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, at one point, you know, the sheriff shows the sheriff shows up and he's like talking to them. Then we go back to the house again. And at the house, um, you know, she uses the phone and she's like, apparently the the sheriff wasn't like, I think she figures out the sheriff wasn't called or something like that. And so she starts to go to leave. Um, and she hears like a bathtub running, like she hears water and then she hears, help me. Can you help me please? Oh. And she's like, okay. And so she like starts to walk towards this noise and it's old Monty. Okay. And he's out of his wheelchair. He had quote unquote fallen out of his wheelchair. Okay. And when he falls out of the wheelchair, he's trying to get her to come back there. Right. Yeah. And so, it's just him faking needing help, obviously. Mm. And um, she goes back to help him. And when she goes back to help him, he cops a giant feel. <gasps> I forgot he grabs some He butt. grabs her butt like hard to so like, hard. like so hard. And so <laughs> she starts to kind of yell, I think, for Kemper because yeah. she can't do it on her own. And so Kemper goes looking for her and he he walks in it's very fast he walks into a room and he just like gets dragged out of nowhere by a giant huge big leather face like he just comes out of fucking nowhere giant big huge leather i think he goes (laughs) yeah i mean he's huge but he does he just gets he gets yanked out of there very quickly like he's gone in like a matter of seconds and she doesn't even realize that this is happening like she has no idea because he goes into a separate room he doesn't know where she is and just gets yanked out of there i hate that for her yep it's pretty bad um and so we go back again Oh. to uh, just back and forth a little bit longer and then and then we'll, we'll be going back to what you probably have. So um, the sheriff, you know, is checking out the victim and he's like, wow, she really did a number on herself, huh? Must have been a pretty girl. Like just saying all these really awkward, weird, not okay things, like staring <laughs> at her. And then he looks uh. at Andy and says, well, help me saran wrap her head. I'm not putting her in my fucking car like that. Like just saying like the worst shit about this poor victim that killed herself. And so Andy literally helps him saran wrap her head. Oh, my God. And so they're doing that. He takes the gun as well. Like uh, the sheriff takes, you know, Hoyt takes the gun. Yeah. And I think he just sticks it in his pants i don't know oh. he just like just it's like kind of tucks it in there yeah like just takes it <laughs> i always take one souvenir yeah so. it's like okay <laughs> um we go back to the house again sorry it's a lot of back and forth yeah. but we go back to the house again and aaron's calling out for kemper and he's not answering he's not outside she runs out he's not there she's like what the fuck like did you see my friend and he's like i don't know what you're talking about like the old man Ugh. is like i don't know what you're talking about Gross. and she's like okay Grody. so she's just running around the property like property screaming for him whatever He's not answering, of course. One more time, we go 
we go back to uh, uh, the 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 sheriff and and the kids, and he, the sheriff boy is just so disrespectful. It's unreal. He's just saying all these terrible things, but he's kind of like funny in a fucked up, twisted way. Yeah, and so he help, makes them help him put her in the trunk of his car. <laughs> the victim protocol, and um, kind of just says like, "I'll take care of this, whatever." And then we see back at the house, we see Kemper being handled by Leatherface in the basement. Oh. So he's kind of like stripping his clothes and like, he's like sitting him in a bathtub, I think. I'm pretty sure he's like in a bathtub, just kind of like hunched over. And um, he's just having his way at this moment. Like, What does he do? He's just, I mean, he's just like, you don't really see much. He like, he ties him. Really all you see is that he like, he cuts off his shirt from like the back. Like he takes big scissors and cuts off his, his shirt. Yeah. And then you see him tie his feet together and you see him kind of start getting hoisted up and then, then and it oh. cuts and then it's back to Is the he upside down. He's upside down, like in the tub. Mm. So, but then you don't see anything after that. So Aaron finally runs back. Right. Mm. And, um, um, she finds out that the sheriff's already been there. Oh, she's like, Okay. Damn timing. She's like, great, wonderful. <laughs> and um, so they're all talking about it. And she's like, I can't find Kemper. Like, we got to go find him. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, I don't know what happened. He was just there and like, he's gone now. And um, then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they just hear off in the distance, a horn, just a car horn, just going, like just blaring. Yeah. And so similar to your, um, like the engine running, they hear this car horn. So they, yeah. they follow it, of course. And they stumble across the same kind of thing where there's a bunch of these abandoned cars all rusted and like broken down and doors are missing and windows are smashed. And they're kind of like like in like a line of not a line, but like a like a bunch of trees almost. Kind okay. of. Not so much overgrown, but just like like in a patch of trees. Mm-hmm. And they go up to this one car and Morgan walks past and there's like a hole in the back of one of the trunks. Mm-hmm. And he kind of looks in and he's like, what's in there? And they're like, what? What is it? And so he reaches his hand in there no. and it, he like he he like gets pulled in really hard and he's like freaking out and everyone's trying to like grab him back and he's screaming and yelling to make a big fuss and then he starts laughing and let's go and he's like I was just joking and they're all like fuck you dude what a douche but then he pulls yeah he's kind of always one he's kind of the Franklin <laughs> um, so he pulls out a jar with liquid in it okay and there's a picture oh. and it's the hitchhiker that they just picked up <gasps> and on the other side is a family. Like when you turn the jar, yeah, it's a family, and she's in the family photo. Oh no! And so they're like, "Uh, that's weird. Yeah. Why is the hitchhiker's picture inside of this jar in this car graveyard? Why are we solving this crime? Yeah, why are we why are we uh, uh, shagging it? Yeah. like why are we Scooby doing this? Um. So, anyways, it's kind of strange, and they're all kind of like, okay, so. Um, once again, back to, uh, um, uh, Kemper back at the house one more time. This time we like see that he's actually getting himself like, uh, pulled up. Right. And when he gets pulled up, a box falls out of his pocket. Another face picks up the box and opens it. What was in it? It's an engagement ring for Aaron. Yeah. Oh. Kemper was gonna propose probably at Leonard Skinner probably during, during Sweet free Home Alabama. I was gonna say Free Bird, but either well, way, that too. <laughs> it's really sad, and it was simple a simple man. Ring. Yeah, 
Oh, that would be a good that one. That would be really good. So, um, oh, that's so sad. Isn't that terrible? I remember the first time I watched this, I was like, that, I almost teared. I was like, I that's like, really I sad. just did a little. Yeah, right. I forgot sad? about that. So, fun little fact. Um, so, Eric Balfour stripped on set after wrapping his role. Speaking of Balfour. Wrapping <laughs> his role. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, so the way the actor chose to leave the set after finishing his work is um, definitely worth mentioning. In the film, his character Kemper winds up becoming the first of Leatherface's victims, as we just found out, making Balfour um, one of the first of the cast to wrap up filming. After his final cut, the actor stripped out of his wardrobe, tossing his clothes aside. He was met with laughter and applause from the cast and crew as he walked off set wearing only a baseball cap. Oh, my God. Um, the moment can be seen in behind the scenes footage from the home video release. Bravo. I wish I had that. Mm. Um, so that's kind of where we will take a take a pause because yeah, we'll see what we'll see what you got on your end. I don't want to go too much farther. Time to see what Pammy. So your first death, my my first death. Yeah. 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 Seeing what Pammy's up to. <laughs> up in here. So Pam, she walks up, um, you know, in onto the porch, right into the house as well, yelling for him, of course, but no yeah. one's around. She gets to explore a little bit more than Kirk did. Mm-hmm. Uh, she discovers the decor is a bit geenish, mixed with even more insane. Yeah. So the inside of this house is so funked. There, it's just covered with feathers and bones, both human and animal. varieties strewn about right and you know she's all catching the bird flu there were feathers flying in there the whole time (laughs) everywhere they were just below like the forest gump feather yeah i'm like just in the hot air moving around in there the hot air makes just trying to paint a picture here yeah when it's wavy and you're like you um, can like see the heat can it happen inside like why how is it so hot (laughs) Uh, and they really draw the scene out too yeah you know what i mean like there's uh, all that chaotic like mechanical and animal sounds going but they also peppered in oops they're speaking of your cast they did throw in uh some like super ominous tones during this time which were pretty scary sound super good like very effective right and she's just on the at this point she kind of walked in saw she was in the shit tripped and fell and his hands and kneesing it in all of this disgustingness no 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 she starts to wig but it definitely took her longer to start screaming than it would have taken I. Like, she yeah. really hangs in tight, gets a real peek, and then starts to, you know, Ugh. obviously spaz. Gross. At that point, L-Face hears her, right? <laughs> um, so she tries to escape, um, but he... And she does actually get out the door, the mm-hmm. front door, and he takes Chase, grabs her up like she's nothing, right? Yeah. One arms are just ragdolls. You mean her. out the front? You set out the front door? Yeah, she had like bolted. She got out. She got as far as the to- the tooth porch. Um, I, That is still, to me, one of the scariest scenes that's ever existed on yes. planet Earth. It's amazing. Yeah. And I think it's because he's so... He's so intensely huge and just scoops her up like, yeah, it's like nothing. nothing. It's nothing. You know, I just murdered your boyfriend too, bitch. (laughs) You know, like that type of thing. Um, So PS2, the temperature inside would sometimes rise to over 120 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. (laughs) And because all the animal bones and carcasses were real, this intense amount of heat began to make this uh, house smell horribly uh, unbearable. Oh. Many of the actors have said that they would go outside and vomit only to come back in and finish recording scenes. Their face carries Pam uh, into his workshop. Mm. Literally, she's kicking and screaming. Um, and it's super sad, too, because, 
you see her take you see him take her in there and you see Kirk just laid out in there yeah. too. So Leatherface like holds her up in the air and then just plunks her down onto a meat hook into her back. Yeah. And her reaction is so realistic. It's like the way she squeals is like, that's the exact noise you would make if that Mm -hmm. happened to you. Like you can feel it like go through your lung, you know, that type of noise. So, um, again, talk about insult to injury. Kirk is there. Um, so Leatherface was like, I'm just going to hang you over here for now, my my friend, mm-hmm. while I totally carve up your boyfriend in front of you. So he does, uh, you know, go ahead and he fires up the chainsaw and just begins to dismember, you know, Kirk while she's hanging. But it's all off camera. Yeah. There's no blood. There's no nothing. Yeah. Like, but she's just hanging there screaming and it's absolutely terrifying. Right. And a little about her meat hook scene. Okay. (laughs) Terry McMinn was held up by a nylon cord that went between the legs and was padded with maxi pads. Oh, Uh, that's it. it? I could have thought of anything else. I don't think that would be enough. It was reportedly insane in the pain game. And she used that toward her performance. Oh my God. Brava. Jeez. Yeah. Really what happens next? We just go back to finding the remaining youths and they're yeah. just chilling at their car. So yeah. we kind of take a pause here for a moment um, because Sally, Jerry and Franklin are just chilling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know it's going to be a little, a little bit more of a minute yeah. uh, before they return. Yeah. Eh? Cause eh? they're not going to, cause they're fucking dead. Well, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Jerry goes looking for them. He decides to take off mm-hmm. in his octagonal glasses, by the way, uh, <laughs> just had to throw that out there. Um, and Franklin's just going to stand there. Mm. Stand. <laughs> that was a sl- that was a thing. <laughs> that was a thing. <laughs> Whatever. Franklin's annoying more. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. He's bugging Sally, asking if she's angry at him because she's clearly annoyed with what's going on. Like right. the day has not turned out super duper fun, right? Right. And he's worrying aloud about all the doom and gloom astrology stuff they were reading about earlier. And really, it's just for me, he never shuts up. I dislike his voice. And <laughs> I don't blame her for not liking him either in yeah, that moment. She doesn't have to. It's, it's her brother. Brother or not. Yeah. Um. So at that point, we've had a little separation again. Did you want to group up with your homies? Yeah. So my homies. So yeah, bye-bye, Kemper. Um, so don't we, remind me. <laughs> I know. It's, it's pretty sad. <laughs> so we go back and now, you know, they, they, you know, they're all together um, at the car. And I think that they do make their way back to the van again at some point. Mm-hmm. I think if I remember correctly, they're not like still just chilling with those cars. So at this point, you know, Aaron's like, we have to find Kemper. Like, I refuse to leave. We're not going to Leonard Skinner without him. Like, we're going to go find my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And so Aaron and Andy go back to the house to go oh. look for Kemper. Oh, no. So Andy goes creeping around and finds... Like when I see creeping around, he just walks right into the house. Like he just like goes into the house. <laughs> they just um, walk right I think, in. I think he sneaks around the side because uh, um, the old man. Um, why can't I? I keep forgetting his name. Old Monty. Old Monty. Monty Burns. Yeah, he um, <laughs> he just like comes out on the porch at mm-hmm. one point. Oh, that's what it is. Aaron distracts him. She goes on the. She goes and knocks on the door, and old Monty's sitting oh. at the sitting at the door talking to her. And then that's whenever Andy sneaks around the side. Okay. So when he sneaks around the side, he goes in through the kitchen and it is disgusting. 
sting. Clearly it smells bad. You can tell that like there's a couple of times where he's looking and he's like, this is, you can just see he's like, this is disgusting. Yeah. Um, and then he, for some reason at one point decides it's a good idea to open the refrigerator. And that's probably the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. Cause it's just, everything's moldy Ugh. and it's, it's, it's your nightmare. It's literally my nightmare. <laughs> I'm like, please close that refrigerator. And he knocks like a box. Like he knocks boxes that are on top of the fridge off the fridge. Like he must close the fridge at one point too hard. And like stuff comes falling on top of him. Mm-hmm. And now he's on the floor and it's really disgusting. Mm. But when this happens, he makes such a ruckus that Monty turns around, like kind of like looks oh. back behind him and Aaron just runs past Monty. Oh shit. And just goes into the house. Right. Yeah. But when she goes into the house, there's a standoff between old Monty and them and Leatherface pops out of nowhere with his classic chainsaw, like a scuffle between the two of them at one point. And somehow Andy runs out of the house, but he gets chased by Leatherface. Mm. Leatherface is chasing him with this giant chainsaw and there's sheets like sheets hanging on the line, like drying outside. And he's kind of like running through and like cutting through the sheets and Andy's running. And at one point, Leatherface catches up with him and just chops off one of his legs oh. like below the knee. Oh, so he gets him. Of course, he's screaming bloody murder. Andy's like in crazy pain. Um, and Aaron, at this point, she gets away. She runs away. Yeah. Right. She doesn't. She, she somehow gets out of the house. And um, it's starting. The sun's also starting to set at this point. It's important to mention. Oh. It's starting to get dark out. But um, Leatherface takes takes Andy down into the basement, slams the door, kind of uh, like he did, yeah, like in yours. Um, like I said, Aaron runs away, and when she gets back to the van, she's trying to start the van with Pepper because okay. it's just Pepper and, and and Morgan and Aaron in the van. Oh, she's like, we gotta go, goodness. we gotta go, we gotta go. Like, yeah, this is bad. And so she's trying to start it and it won't start. And then the sheriff comes out of nowhere. Mm. Right. The sheriff pops out of nowhere. And he's like, where do you think you're going? And she's like, we have to go get my boyfriend. Like something's wrong. You need to get up to that house. Like, I think that they killed him. Like, she's obviously panicked. She's crying. She's hysterical. And Pepper and and Morgan are like, what the fuck is going on? Like, 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 let us go. Can you please just go take care of this situation? Yeah. And you have bigger fish to fry. Yeah, exactly. And he (laughs) so he's just like, calm down, shut up. Like he's being rude to them, being mean to them. Yeah. And he pulls a joint out of like his pocket or something like that or out of the van or he sees it. And he's like, what's this? is this why you're acting the way that you're acting? And like, you know, Uh like tries to tell them that like, this is illegal and you can't have this and I should arrest you for this essentially is like what he's alluding to. And so he makes them all get out of the car, makes them all get out of the car, all three of them. Oh my God. So yeah. So then we pop back to the house again real quick and very similar to what happened with your, with your Pammy cakes. Pammy cakes. Yeah. Andy's just like a quote unquote, Hanging out with Leatherface. Oh, no. So he also hangs him on a meat hook, but over a piano in the basement. And so he hangs him over this piano and he then proceeds to do his own like, like wound fixing. And of course, like he's kind of going into shock. He's screaming, but he's also kind of just like, what the fuck? Like he's being hung by a meat hook. God knows on top of his leg. And then we cut back again to the three with the sheriff down by the van. And they he has them down on the ground, like mm. face down on the ground. Their faces are down in the dirt. The van's lights are on. So you can just kind of see like 
like not like not the shadows, but like it's it's just a very eerie scene because like the, yeah. the van's in the background and, and you know, they're crying and they're like screaming and he's like, shut up. Would you just shut the fuck up? Like screaming it's at them going down. Yeah. Takes their wallets, starts tossing their licenses down on the ground next to each of them. And it's just like saying terrible shit to them and like just like kind of like egging them, like not egging them on, but like just taunting them. Right. Yeah. And so he makes Morgan get up. And um, he says to Morgan, you need to show me what happened to the girl in the van. And Morgan's mm. like, um, what? I left my gun in my other vagina. Yeah, Can like, I somehow I do a different demo? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I don't know why you want me to do that, sir. So um, to cu- sorry for so many. They just do this in this movie. It's a lot of cutbacks yeah. and forth. We cut back to Leatherface is having a little bit of a craft crafty moment oh and um is he buffalo billing is he goodbye horses Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'd fuck me um so kind of he's in front of a sewing machine Mm. and he's sewing himself a new face oh and we see very quickly that it's kempers oh oh yay Yay. because he's hot so he gets to stick around a little longer yes yeah (laughs) So we we see that and you're like, oh, that's awful. That just proves even more that he definitely had his way. Um, so back to the van, <laughs> the sheriff's like, I need you to show me exactly, like I said, like what happened to the girl? Like, what did she do? How did she kill herself? And he's like, she shot herself. And he's like, I need you to sit exactly where she sat and you need to to show me and tell me exactly what happened. I need to know for evidence purposes, like, and I'm paraphrasing all this. Like, what did she do? But the seat's all icky. Yeah. So he sits kind of <laughs> next to it. And he's like, he goes, well, oh, the sheriff's sitting there. And he goes, well, by the way, I'm sitting here in my angle. Doesn't really look like where you're sitting is where she fucking shot herself. So can you please sit where she was sitting? And he's so like, he makes him scoot over. Dextering. Yeah. Really awful. Yeah. Dextering. Thanks, Michael C. Hall, for not coming to Comic-Con. Anyways, <laughs> I debated I'm just, saying I'm just teasing. <laughs> so poor Morgan's told to move exactly where the girl sat in the van. And the sheriff's egging him on and telling him, like, show me how she did it once again. Fun fact. During the scene in the van with our Arlie Ermy, the sheriff, mm-hmm. and Jonathan Tucker, who's Morgan, Tucker forced the gun down his throat in order to make himself vomit every take. And if you watch carefully, you can see him spit the vomit out of his mouth in each scene. Ew. Well, in, the, in that scene. Yeah. So that was gross. I oh, thought that was gross. Icky. Um, so Aaron at one point is like screaming, like, don't shoot him. Don't shoot him. And Pepper's saying, like, do it. Because at one point, Morgan takes the gun and actually he makes him put the gun in his mouth, like the gun yeah. in his mouth. And then he kind of gets the balls and takes the gun and points it at the oh, sheriff. Oh, yeah. And that's when Aaron's like, don't do it because Aaron's such a good hearted person. And Pepper's like, do it, do it. And so oh, he's sitting there no. and he's kind of freaking out and crying. And the sheriff's like, you won't fucking do it. Like once again, egging him on, taunting him. And he pulls the trigger and there's no bullets. <gasps> no, there's they're no... in his pants <laughs> where the gun had been yes. before it was in her dress. Exactly. Oh, no. So the sheriff's like, you just tried to kill an officer, son, like immediately. And so the sheriff pulls out a second gun that's his and forces Morgan out of the van. So now it's even more trouble, right? No. So then we go back to Andy one more time. (laughs) No, no more Andy. Yeah, I know. No. Andy is still somehow alive and hanging from this meat hook. Um, And this is probably the most awful part of this whole movie. He tries. Oh, I can't even. I can't even. 
he tries to physically pull himself up off of this meat hook, right? And so as he's trying to pull himself up Ugh. off of this meat hook, he doesn't have the strength oh. and lets go and then just like kind of probably makes it even fucking worse. Oh my God, that's disgusting. And falls back down. Yeah. Back to the van again. No, everything's horrible I know, it's terrible. I mean, it's <laughs> awful. The sheriff takes Morgan um, in the cop car and mm. says, you're coming with me. And takes him to the house. Like he just drives off, leaves the girls, just leaves them. Right. That'll be fun. So he puts them in the back seat. They drive off. The girls get in the van. And this is when uh, uh, Aaron tries to start it again. Right. So she starts to, she starts to try to start it. It won't start. So she wires it. And Pepper, of course, is just like, thank God you know how to do this. Oh my God. She's like, how'd you learn this? And she's like, in juvie. Aaron's like, in juvie. So now all of a sudden we're starting to learn that Aaron's not so like, hoity-toity i'm so perfect she's right baddie. she's a little bad bad bitch hmm. and so she starts the car they start to go they're both like cheering themselves on they're all Aww. excited they start to go and then the wheels on the bus go around and oh <laughs> the wheels on the bus literally fall off what they literally fall <laughs> off so they drive about two feet and then they just no. fall right off and you're like no that's an axle problem yes it does sound so mm. right so they're just <laughs> sitting there and they're like super upset obviously and then out of nowhere um, Leatherface makes his appearance and terrorizes them for a bit by shoving his chainsaw down through the roof of the car uh, and trying to cut them through there. Uh, and they're, of course, freaking out. And Pepper decides to jump out of the car. And Aaron's like, no, don't jump out of the car. So she jumps out of the car. He chases her down and turns her her goose goose her goose jacket from a down to an out goose <laughs> jacket and feathers are just flying everywhere oh no and uh Aaron of course is screaming bloody murder and she looks straight and Leatherface stands up after like cutting the shit out of which you don't see but he yeah. cuts the shit out of uh Pepper who's now officially dead Aww. and he spins around and Aaron sees him and he's wearing Kemper's face <gasps> oh I forgot about that that's so sad it's so sad what if he like held up his pinky and was wearing her engagement ring <laughs> He's like, it's mine now. Just the most over the top. He's like, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> just like running towards her. Here comes the bride. Oh my god, he just sings it. So funny. Oh so Aaron, of course, freaks the fuck out. She's crying. She realizes what the hell just happened. She now knows that her fucking boyfriend's dead, and she runs off and uh, finds a trailer off oh. in the woods, like a whatever, like a trailer. Yeah, right? and um. Finds these two weird women. Oh. A heavier set woman and a younger, skinnier woman. And they're trying to talk to her and they're trying to calm her down. And they're trying to tell her that everything's okay and like, don't worry about it. And I told you earlier that the the heavier set woman is just like, huh? <laughs> just smiling at her all the time and like just being super sweet about stuff. And of course, Aaron's freaking out. And she's like, you guys have to help me be quiet. Don't don't like you don't want him to hear us like he's going to come get us. Ew. He's killed everybody. Yeah. And they're like, are you talking about that poor sweet boy? Oh. Are you talking about Thomas? Oh, he's just such a nice boy. Such a sweet boy. Ugh. And you're like, oh, no. And so they give her some tea. They're giving her this tea to drink. And she's like, I don't want any more fucking tea. And she's freaking out. Yeah. And all of a sudden you hear a baby cry. Oh. And. Aaron starts to feel a little bit faint and you hear a phone ring and the skinnier girl is like back at the back of the, the trailer and Aaron kind of stumbles back there and sees this little kid, like this little baby back there. Yeah. And 
Um, cause she had also asked to use the phone when she first came in and they're like, we don't have a phone. Oh, and so then the phone rings and she liars. goes back and she sees the baby and she realizes that the baby that that woman's holding was the baby that was in the picture that they found in the car. Oh no. And she's like, that baby's not your baby. And she's like, he's my baby, like freaking out about it. And yeah. then, um, she passes out. Amber alert alert. Yeah. And so I think I'll pause there to see where, Whoa. where I went forever. I'm sorry, but. No, I, uh, so there's I am something not. in the tea. It's <laughs> she wished she had spilt it. Yes, instead. Exactly. Um, we left Jerry octagonal glasses. I yes. know that helps you remember. Yes, of mm. course. It's very specific. Uh, he was finding the house, right? He was going to look for the people who were mm-hmm. missing Pam and Kirk. So he is standing on the porch and as per usual, so far anyway, he hears like weird noises coming from inside, right? right? Similar to before, half animal, half funked up human, almost like weird baby noises. Like, That's Icky. gross. Yeah. So again, lets himself in like others, clearly a major bad trend in this film, if you haven't noticed. Mm-hmm. And he walks back to the red wall, which is leads is what leads into Leatherface's workshop. Yeah. So it's like, good for you. You've made it this far. Right. You know, he's like the one that's traveled most in the house without being discovered. He must have like felt shoes on or something <laughs> instead of little boots like the <laughs> 70s. Um, so he walks in to this, the workshop, right? And he hears like a rattling noise. Yeah. And it's kind of in the corner. And he walks over to this big deep freeze. Oh. And he's like, do I, don't I, YOLO, lifts it, right? And it's a scary ass jump scene. And it gets me every freaking time I watch this movie. And I don't know why, because I'm like 80 times, right? Maybe. And like, it gets me every single time. It's Pam inside the deep freeze and she's like blue and looks terrifying and zombie like. Yeah. And she like springs up out like a horror movie attract, like a scary, like like something you'd see in a scary house, a haunted house, haunted house, exactly. Scary house, whatever. the same thing. Seriously, totally freaky, scary every single time. So she kind of just jerks up at him. He gets a glimpse and sees and realizes who it is. And then she slumps over the side of it. Yeah. And then Leatherface is like commotion. What? So he comes busting (laughs) in, of course. Right. And he's screaming too. It's all chaos. Oh, yeah. Like he's just yelling and like just incoherently, but just screams and it gets all chaotic more so. Um, And so he does what he does best. He just busts Jerry in the dome pace. Yeah. Okay. Just with his little favorite little guy of choice, the cute sledgehammer from earlier. He's a big fan of that move. So (laughs) afterward, we really don't see anything else with Jerry, at least at that point. We do see, though, a shot of Leatherface, and he's, like, sitting by a window. Still light, by the way. Yeah. Because you see, it, you know, this beautiful Texan sun glow. Oh, just pouring, beautiful. pouring in through the tattered bone lines that they fucking have <laughs> hanging everywhere. And you see Leatherface's face really up close. Yeah. And, like, he's got, all he's got like, prosthetic jacked-up teeth. Yeah. And, you know, a little mask on and the whole nine. Yeah. And he's just kind of sitting there breathing deeply and looking... Crazed, yeah. you know. Mm. He had a lot going on just now. Growth. Yeah. Um, so at that point, we end up going back to Sally and Franklin. Yeah. But for me, it was like we traveled at a glacial pace because the time we get back to them, it's dark out. So yeah. it's like, wait a minute. It's a fast train. I think we were missing a sunset scene. We didn't get that. Um, so we go back to Sally and Franklin and Sally, they're actually at the car, the van. Yeah. And they're honking. So they're at grandpa's place, right? Quite a ways away from the house. 
honking super loud, screaming for Jerry. They're not even yelling for Kirk or Pam. They're like, fuck them. Like they're, <laughs> they're fucking fuck them. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They weren't even yelling for him. So they're screaming. Franklin wants to peace. He's like, I like, don't give a shit about this. Like, yeah. let's get out of here. We need to leave. Um, I don't care about our friends. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a dick. Come on, Franklin. It'll be a fun trip. Like he's pissed. <laughs> he's resentful. Okay. Uh, so the whole day sucked for him. Plus he probably needs stitches right. or at least some antiseptic. Yeah. I don't know. So he's ready to leave. Sally tries to actually leave him at the car and go back looking for everybody. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to get the flashlight from him and he won't relinquish. <laughs> like, no, Sally, I'll come with you. It'll be all right. I fucking hate him. I hate him. So instead of walking anywhere, he decides we'll blare the horn some more. Yeah. So he, you know, goes over to the car, leans in, starts blaring away, uh, using up all of the horn life that's left in that car, I'm sure. Yep. And Sally again tries to leave uh, him behind. Mm-hmm. He's an insistent annoying and begins following her slowly but surely. Okay. I'll just say it. <sighs> and here's the thing that pisses me off. He got, he starts going, I'll go with you. No, Sally, wait, I'll go with you. And I'm like, you're, you're making it sound like you're being helpful by doing so. Right. Like you're, you're not, not going to be. You're not. You are going to be a pain in the ass. Exactly. And, and for like attitude alone, you're terrible. Yes. Okay. Yes. So he's just not setting them up for success. And I take that personally for her. So <laughs> you're like, I'm offended. <laughs> so Sally's pushing Franklin uphill both ways. Oh you see God. him going through the woods, yeah. right? Getting cut up to shit too, I'm sure. And they're doing that for a while and they see house lights in the distance. Mm-hmm. So they they see, they're like, that's a, that's a house. We should go toward that. Well, it's probably the fucking Sawyer residence, oh, right? Boy. We can deduce. Yeah. Um. Not a good idea, but you don't know that yet. Yeah. And he's shining the flashlight all around. And you're getting all disoriented and shit because, like, you it flashes at the camera, too. So oh, you're that's like, annoying. ow, blinded. And yeah, that's annoying. You're kind of, like, in it. Um, and then Franklin is like, wait, Sally, wait, stop. I hear something. And he pulls the flashlight to the right, and it is, like, immediate leather faces on them like immediately like just blares the chainsaw right when the flashlight hits uh-uh. them it scares the piss out of me every single time oh, no and i always I, forget about that scene there's even a franklin q like hey sally i hear something okay joe gear up shit your pants again okay <laughs> sounds right so, at least i'm consistent oh my god but it's so scary it's so cool so Leatherface begins carving him up like through his chest like butter like it's oh. nothing he's just carving and sally is just standing there losing her mind. Oh, yeah. Watching Franklin. And it's like, you didn't even like him, but I get it. (laughs) You kind of have to be upset, though. (laughs) Brothers. They are family. So she's watching this happen, and she's like screaming her head off, and her long blonde hair is down, and the hands through the hair, screaming. Oh, my God. Wild-eyed. So good. So she watches for a minute because like, you know, what else would you do? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's what it looks like to cut through flesh? Cool. (laughs) Got it. And then she books it. Yeah. Okay. So she does start, you know, running, obviously. And I would have to give her credit, man. She's got lung power because she is running a lot in this movie and screaming the whole time. Yeah. A lot of it anyway. <laughs> I was like, I can't. Even- it's been so long since I've seen that one, but I golly good for you. Yeah. I do have some fun about Ooh. Paul, a.k.a. Franklin. Mm-hmm. Gunnar Hansen mentions Paul Pertain was so into character 
that he would do nothing but complain all day, even off camera. And Hansen says he was happy to kill Partain's character because it meant that was the end of his days on set. Yeah, I heard that. P.S. Marilyn Burns didn't fucking like him either. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I know no one does. You yeah. can tell. Yeah, no one. But it's good effect. It is. Yeah. So I'm glad they didn't. Yep. And I second, third, and fourth it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Goodbye, Franklin. So ta-ta. Um, so... Sally's booking it, right? She's doing a sprint through some thick-ass trees and, like, underbrush. Um, Looks like it was a super blasty to film. Let's be real. (laughs) Uh, Some of the blood on her clothes was real and resulted from those wood scenes. And also read that she had to go to a plastic surgeon uh, to have thorns removed from her buzzies. What? Yeah, sounds awful. Sally makes it to the Sawyer house. Yeah. Cool. Trying to get in, though. You know, banging on doors. There's a couple of them. And then she does finally make it over to the regular door that everyone else has almost died on. Yeah. So good. <laughs> she found the screen door. Yay. That'll keep them out. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> but she does let herself in real quick and does shut the inside door, locks it. Yeah. So Leatherface is outside. But like you may remember, he's got a chainsaw. Yeah. That's a wooden door. And he doesn't care. She runs, as we all do in these movies, upstairs yeah. while he saws through the door maniacally, mm-hmm. right? And then we see, like, not flowers in the attic, but, like, little grandparents in the attic. Oh, no. From Sally's vantage. So she runs up into the attic super fast, kind of falls to her knees, right? Yeah. She's had a day. And you see these, like, super uh, mummified, corpsey looking mm. grandparents looking like actually Mrs. Bates and friend. Like, oh, there's no. a woman and a man. Oh, no. And Sally wigs, rightfully so. Yeah. Starts to scream and wigs out. And she attempts to escape, but it's silly. She runs down the stairs and Leatherface is already coming through the door. Oh, no. So you're like, well, you think, you know what I mean? She shouldn't have ran up. Find another exit on the first floor. Yeah, don't go upstairs. Try not to, at least. I don't understand it. I would probably panic, shit my pants and die. So I get it, but... (laughs) (laughs) So she does what anyone else would do in her position. She runs back upstairs again. Oh, my God. Only this time she jumps out a fucking window. Oh, okay. Like, doesn't even hesitate either. She's just like, boink, boink, out I go. Leatherface exits the house at that point like yeah. he 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 sees her like do that like he was running up the stairs at her she just both like biffed it right out a window at the top of the stairs right so he was like ah, oh, damn it <laughs> oh she's up i better go so he like turns around and he, yeah does this he goes out the normal life yeah yeah he's like ah more sprinting but i love it so he uh he definitely starts chasing her again from the house now. They're heading away from the house. She's leading the way, screaming so loud. Oh it actually God. makes me laugh because <laughs> she's running toward the camera sort of. Yeah. A little off to the side, but yeah. like getting coming in your direction. And they run for a long time. And she, you hear her like, <laughs> run by you. And it makes me giggle. I think it's so funny. It was funny. But when he's chasing her at this point, he's got his chainsaw still. And he gets, like, in real life, I get sweaty. Because it looks like he's so close to, like, catching her hair in it. Yeah. Like, he's so... It looks... The way they shot it, like, from your vantage, he looks like he's so fucking close to her. So it's really scary. Um, And then Sally, hoofing it in her white jeans, Mm -hmm. gets back to the gas station and busts in. And only to find it's phoneless, like, thanks a heap, you bunch of hicks. Yeah, you, you know? weirdos. And the gas station fella offers to drive them together nearby for help. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't have a phone. So you can get my car with me. Mm. 
Sally notices he's approaching her with like a really large sack in his hand. Yeah. And then realizes like, eh, it's for me. Oh, it's no. for me. So she grabs a knife. Yeah. And there's a scuffle. Right. And he grabs a broom, which is obviously my weapon of choice. Yeah. When it comes to spiders and stink bugs and things. Yeah. Right. And he begins smacking her and laughing. And he's just antagonizing her. He ends up knocking her out with the broom handle. Yeah. He hits her pretty hard. And then when she's kind of out, she's a little in and out. Yeah. Um, ties her hands behind her back, gags her, covers her head and torso with the sack. And it's mini road trip time. Things were going to really unravel quickly. So I didn't know if you wanted to visit Aaron's hot ass again. I have to. Yeah, I I think that I mean, we're going to we're going to hit we're going to hit Aaron's hot ass pretty quick. Oh, I was hoping we would. Yeah, we were. (laughs) But before we hit her ass. Mm. (laughs) So we're going to talk about Morgan real quick, though, because remember, Morgan was taken away in the 2003 version by Mm -hmm. the sheriff, by Hoyt. And. As they're driving through, he's kind of driving like a maniac, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And they're in the cop car. They're driving to the house, but Morgan doesn't know that. And the sheriff is, once again, Hoyt's kind of being a dick and just like kind of taunting him again and just saying stupid shit to him. He takes a bottle, like a full bottle of vodka that must be sitting next to him because remember, he's a drunk. Oh, right. um, Sitting next to him in the car and just reaches back and smashes it in Morgan's face. Oh, And breaks his two front teeth. Oh, completely no. yeah well, at least and he knows what to ask for christmas yeah morgan is obviously crying and distraught and like upset and bleeding from his face and then it's so creepy and disturbing uh hoyt pulls out his two front teeth and he goes now it looks like we have something in common like just like <laughs> totally being a dick they pull up to the house okay mm-hmm. they pull up to the house and he makes morgan get out of the car and it's kind of yelling at him, screaming at him, get out of the car. He starts, he pushes him down on the ground into like a puddle of water that's like next to the house and starts kicking him and like just kind of beating on him and just like screaming at him and being really awful to him. And then Leatherface just comes out of nowhere and just oh. hoists him into the house. That's his MO. He's like, just take him away. Go do what you will with him. Like, oh, wow. get him out of my face. Like the sheriff's like, get the get him out of my fucking face. And so then it kind of cuts again and Aaron wakes up with beer being poured on her face, oh. like a bottle of beer. Okay. And we see that she has she has her head in Hoyt's lap and she, of course, starts to like freak out like what's going on. And she's like, please leave me alone. And uh, I think she spits in Hoyt's face or something like that. Nice. And we it pans out and we see uh, Luda May, Mama. Uh, ironing uh, right off to the side and chores done yep and then um old monty's kind of off doing something as well and when when aaron spits in his face or whatever she does hoyt goes oh mama look i think she likes me like this one likes me or something (laughs) like that yeah it's so ridiculous sweet tommy pops out of nowhere oh (laughs) he just kind of comes into the room just stomps in and she's, of course, like screaming, but no, no, leave me alone. Don't come near me. She's kicking. She's screaming. And he kind of takes her away. Oh. Right. So Leatherface drags her out of the room. And when he drags her out of the room, you kind of hear them scuffling like in the distance. Yeah. And then I did have to giggle because <laughs> you realize once she kind of goes that Hoyt was in his boxers the whole time. <laughs> and Mama was... uh Ironing. ironing his pants and just tosses <laughs> his pants at him. And she's like, here, put these on. Aaron doesn't get the golden treatment like like the rest of them did. Like, because I forgot to mention, um, I just realized that when Andy gets taken down to the basement at one point, 
when he gets taken down, um, they do show him get taken down and he is, it's Ew. his fingernails. No, no, it's, no, no. Yeah, no. it's disgusting. I hate that. It's so terrible. It's so gross. And it's very, very, very vividly clear that they're broken and like, it's not good. Blech. So he just chucks Aaron down into the basement, just chucks her right down the stairs. Oh. And that's probably where the brown hair gets caught in the wood along oh. the side of the thing that we see yep. at the beginning of the movie. So she gets chucked down there and there's just like water, like, like almost like ankle deep Ew. like in the basement. And so she kind of gets up, like she stands up and she's once again kind of like disoriented, like, where am I? What is this? And she's looking around and it's just, it's dingy, it's dirty. And then she turns and she sees Andy. Oh. Who's hanging still over the piano and he's trying to play chopsticks with his toes. Oh. Um, you just hear like a couple keys just Ew. ding, ding, just like getting pushed because he's like hanging there. That's so gross. It's terrible. And haunting. And, yeah, very haunting. And so... <laughs> She kind of walks up and he's he's kind of hanging there like Jesus. Oh. Like I'm not trying to be like, but yeah. I mean, honestly, his arms are kind of out and to the side. Yeah. Um, because he had like tried to hoist himself up and I think he just like left his arms there. So he's kind of hanging very yeah. Jesus-like. She tries to get up there and tries to like help him. She's like, come on, you have to pull yourself up. Come on, Andy, pull yourself up. And she tries to do this, right? And she tries to get him up there and... He's like, I can't, I can't. And so she tries to lift him and she lets go. She's not strong enough. He's not strong enough. And then he, he kind of like, like falls kind of forward more this time. Yeah. And it's just, it's really disturbing and really awful. Ugh. And so Andy just kind of tells her like, can you please just release me from this? Like, I can't, I can't do this. I, I, oh. I want to be let go. Like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be doing this anymore. I can't, I I'm not going to make it. You know what I mean? Oh. And she's like, no, like, I can't do this to you. Like, she tells him, you know, very distraught and very sad and her voice is shaking. You know, I can't let you go. Like, no. So she finally kind of gets the strength and finds a knife that's like behind her and she just guts him. Oh, okay. she just guts him right there on the piano. And what if she went upstairs and was like, guys, I'm kind of into this. Like, I, can I join your clan? So she kind of like stumbles uh, into like another part of the, the basement and she stumbles upon Morgan who's just beaten and he's literally you can see that he was stuck in the back just oh, like Andy was yeah um his it's like through his shirt his shirt has a hole in it but like there's a giant gash in his back Ew. but he's just sitting in the most disgusting he's sitting in the same bathtub that Kemper was in but with water now Ew. and it's brown and murky and just the dirtiest what? in the world and he's humped he's like slunched over that's like in the tub like sitting up but slunched over on himself recipe for infection yep yep that's the first thing I thought of and so she kind of leans over and she she goes to see if he's awake and he just like jump scare wide awake kind of like oh. uh, kind of like Pam he's a mess right yeah and she gets him out and we find a creepy little savior Jedediah makes an appearance oh no not him again he comes out of nowhere and he's like come on follow me follow me I'll get you out of here he's coming he's coming right wow and so you're like, oh, shit, like this kid's actually like normal. Um, and so they follow Jedediah down this like, okay, here's here's one of my favorite jokes. I'm sorry. But they follow Jedediah down the same corridor that Britney Spears and Madonna danced to in the Me Against the Music music video. Is that real? No, but <laughs> it just looks like that version, but Does darker. It really? <laughs> yeah, because it's it's all slatted walls, like vertical oh, slat, I know or horizontal slatted walls. Yes. 
Britney and Madonna go down a much brighter, more airy looking poppy yeah poppy version of it but the second that they started walking down this corridor i was like britney spears madonna where are they at yeah come on out i hear you me against the music what but no um <laughs> they are like walking down this corridor and they're you know whatever and then of course leatherface finds them and they hear the chainsaw and you know he starts chasing them down this corridor so then they they get out of uh, they get out of the house out of the basement and they come across like another like part of not the house, but like a, like a, a separate section on the property. And so they're hiding there and he's walking through the outside and Aaron can see him from like where she's hiding. And so can Morgan. And Ugh. they hide and it's 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 like dead quiet. Like all you can hear is him walking around and she's trying to keep herself quiet. Mm. And there's rats out of nowhere crawling all over her. Mm. And she's trying not to freak out, of course. Yeah. And so she kind of stands up for a second and she looks and she can't see him anymore. Like there's like a people and she's looking and she doesn't see him and it's quiet and you don't hear anything. And so she kind of like backs up against like a wall and like we're angled like we're looking at her from like kind of below her. Yeah. And he just busts behind her through the wall and grabs her. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yep. So he grabs her. He was a good like aim. Yes. A very good aim. He's very (laughs) strong. Right where where she was. Perfect. So grabs her through the wall and um, uh, there's like a scuffle at one point and then he she gets away or he throws her like he throws her up against a wall and runs after Morgan, I think. And it's just, it's very chaotic for a second. And so he Ugh. grabs Morgan and um, he he hangs him from a light, like a, like a chandelier light that's hanging in the middle oh, of the room. Oh, ow. Hooky, he hangs kind him, of. But he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't hang him. Like, I think he hangs him just like by his shirt, maybe. Oh, okay. Like he's not like, it's Through. not, it's not he's strong not enough to sharp. Yeah, he's not, I don't think he's impaled. Okay. Essentially, though, he does cut Morgan from like his crotch and up. <gasps> so, like, he slices Morgan like vertically. Oh, man. Like, very awful. He groins him. Yeah, he does groin him. Ooh. And uh, she gets out, though. Le- or, I almost said Leatherface gets out. Aaron gets out. She starts running. She starts running towards a field and she runs like up and underneath, like, and past a, uh, like, a barbed wire fence. Oh. And Leatherface does the same thing, but he trips on the barbed wire and then the chainsaw, like, kind of like falls out of his hands and cuts his femoral artery. So like, you're like, Oh, this is great. Like he's done. Like he's not going to get her. Like everything's fine. And so she runs out onto the road. Like she keeps running. She runs out on the road and there's a car coming and she's like, of course trying to flag it down. Like, all this other stuff. And she gets up next to the car window and she's like, please let me in. I, he's going to kill me. And the car just drives off. The oh, car's like, snap. fuck you. Bye. <laughs> and charming. Yep. So then she, this is where she continues to run and she runs to the slaughterhouse. Oh, mm. she gets herself into a cooler and it's like a meat locker maze. Like she's trying to get through all these different carcasses, like all these yeah. cow carcasses. Yeah. And she ends up hiding in one that's like really, really, really big, like in its rib cage almost. Oh, yeah. And so she's hiding in the, in the, in this giant, uh, uh, cow. And he comes in and starts to like he's trying to find her, but he he takes these chains and he starts to move them, and it starts to move like like mm. move them like out he's of the room. Shui-ing. Yes, he is feng shui. Oh, no. So she's screaming like ah because ah, it's like moving. Yeah. So he cuts through all this meat, chases her some more. She somehow gets away again, 
And um, when she gets away this time, she hides herself into a locker. There's like a row of lockers. Mm-hmm. So she hides herself into a locker. And when she's in it, she's like obviously cupping her, her hand over her face, like trying to stay as quiet as possible. And he's like going through and he starts to slowly walk down and open uh, these lockers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And she's sitting there or like she's standing there and she's like watching him and like trying to be quiet. And he, he's getting closer and closer and he keeps opening them and, he, and you just know he's going to open her locker. Yeah. Right. And so all of a sudden he's standing in front of a locker and it starts to shake and it starts to like make noise. And he opens it up and there's a little piglet inside. Aww. So she had taken a piglet. Somebody put it in tricked there. him. Yeah, tricked him. And then so she, of course, makes her escape. Yeah. But when she makes her escape, she had pri- prior to that grabbed like um, uh, a meat cleaver. Oh. And that was hanging somewhere. Time to weapon up. Exactly. Mm. And she runs past him and just starts chopping at his arm. Oh, shit. And <laughs> chops off Leatherface's arm. What? Yeah. How's he oh, going to yeah. chainsaw again? I, don't know. I know. So then she runs back out onto the road again. This time there's a trucker. And uh, we're going to be at the same spot technically in a second. But she hails down a trucker. The trucker picks her up. And we kind of we kind of circle back to a very similar scene where she's, you know, she's kind of sitting there and she's like, everyone's dead. Oh, everyone's dead. And he's like, well, OK, well, we're going to get you help. Don't worry. It's OK, honey. And so he keeps driving and they pass the barbecue sign. <gasps> And full circle. And she starts freaking out just like the hitchhiker did. Oh, shit. And she grabs the wheel from him and starts to, like, pull it. And he's like, you crazy bitch. What the fuck's wrong with you? And he pulls into the gas station. No. But when he pulls into the gas station, Aaron flees out of the truck and Mm -hmm. goes and hides along the side of the building and can see into the building. Mm -hmm. And we see Hoyt. (laughs) We see the large woman, yeah, the flowery ditzy woman, mm-hmm. the baby, oh, and mama. One big happy family. Big, and they're just hanging out inside of the gas station. Yeah. And so essentially what happens is, I'll pause there. So yeah, Sally was riding in the truck with the old man mm-hmm. who's sadistic and jerky. Yeah, yours is different than mine. Yeah, he's a tool. Uh, like all the right ways. So they arrive at the house that he referred to that he was going to take her to, right? And you realize quickly the old man is totally in cahoots with who else but our friend the hitchhiker. Yay! From earlier. Sally's on the ground. The hitchhiker and the old man are talking. The old man's yelling at the hitchhiker about messing around in the graveyards. So you find out. Uh, It was him the whole time. totally. And we learn Leatherface and Mr. Traveling Thumb are actually brothers. So the hitchhiker, oh, Leatherface. Okay. One big fucked up family. Yeah. We did kind of come together yeah. right now, didn't we? Yeah. So Sally uh, gets tied up to a chair um, for dinner at the dinner table. Best part of it, the arms are made of actual arms, like oh. people ones. This is so funny. I'm like, you guys are punny. I love that. And dinner can't begin without grandpa. Right. Oh, so we're starting to hear about grandpa. Oh, no. And they're all talking about. Yeah. They're like, grandpa has to come down for dinner. Go get him. And I'm like, what do you mean down? Uh Oh, he's up. He's the the fucking oldest flower in the attic known to man. So the hitchhiker runs upstairs to fetch him, brings him to the table. And I was looking at him and I'm like, there's zero chance that man can chew anything. Mm -mm. Uh, He is forever old and a day. And I was right. Because they almost instantly cut Sally's finger and he they let him suck on it. 
Oh, that's right. And for a while, too. And <sighs> while he's doing it, he's wiggling his arms and legs around like an old baby and looks like so joyous while mm-hmm. he does it. It's really weird. Oh, I yeah. mean, of course it is, but it's so fucked up. Yeah. And Sally faints. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the finger suck scene. Okay. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, the tube that shot the fake blood kept clogging. So Hanson just cut Marilyn Burns's finger open during one of the takes. Um, during the take. Her IMDb, he said, and the reason was that at this point we were insane. And he explained his only desire at that point in shooting was to get the film done. He didn't care about his fellow actors' well-being. And this sequence was shot back in uh, in the back end of a 27-hour workday. He also notes there isn't much acting going on in the dinner scene in general, which we'll talk about too. Sally comes to and she's seated again uh, at the, or she's still seated at the dinner table, of course. Yeah. And... Cue the most deathly eccentric dinner table surrounded by title so like total psychopaths uh-huh. ever. I mean, so she screams, they scream. Oh, I hate it. They all scream for insanity. Mm-hmm. Like when they're antagonizing her and yep. screaming, it is like just absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and too, Leatherface and the hitchhiker like slide up the table at her. And they just start fucking with her. They're real close to her. They're touching her hair, putting their fingers in her mouth. Like just she's losing her mind and it's yep. the scariest thing ever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, you know, the old man's at the head of the table sitting next to grandpa being like, love this, huh? Like it's just <laughs> fucked. <laughs> so um, the hitchhiker mostly continues to scream and howl when uh, when Sally's doing it. I'm just mocking her. And then while he's doing it, we get a really hard um fragmented zoom up to Sally's eyes and it just keeps getting closer and closer and closer and they just zoom right up to one eye and it's just darting everywhere and you can see like the veins in her eye Uh it's like so fucking it's crazy and just all the screaming at the same time like you just see every nerve in her eyeball and I'm like well that's spine chilling yeah it's uh, if I didn't feel bad for you already I certainly do now yep so some creepy fun about the dinner scene and settle in this one. This part's a little lengthy. So sorry. No That's best. okay. Uh, I just also, talked forever. <laughs> also worth noting um, and information, by the way, from a book written by Joseph Lanza called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the film that terrified a rattled nation which I now badly want to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, quote, some of the actors hadn't washed or changed their clothes in five weeks for continuity. And the set was littered with, like mentioned earlier, dead dog and cattle parts and fetid cheese for atmosphere, giving off an unbearably rank odor. The conditions on that long night that bled into the following day were intolerably putrid. Some of the cast members referred to it as the Last Supper, Lanza writes. Uh, The heat and humidity outside and inside were so high, the cast had to run outside for oxygen breaks and, as mentioned earlier, just to barf when they needed to. And then I read on IMDb, um, filming the scene for 27 hours led to several of the actors suffering genuine sanity slippage. And taking Toby Hooper's direction as meaning they were really their characters. Not exactly the result you want when when most of them are cannibalistic murderers. The DVD commentary has Gunnar Hansen eerily recounting how he genuinely wanted to kill Marilyn Burns for a few seconds after being ordered to do so by his brother at the dinner scene. Oh, no. Isn't that weird? That's fucked up. We're like literally losing their minds because it was so intense. No, thanks. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. That's gross. So... Real quick, um, just a little bit, smidget more about Sally, yeah. right? Because she's in the thick of it at this point. Oh, yeah. Things are wig a thing out of thing. <laughs> um, so let's make it a little worse. It's time to wax Sally and grandpa's up to bat. Okay. Oh, so they run and they get a big bucket 
And the plan is to let grandpa beat her in the dome over it so they make sure to catch all the blood, right? But grandpa's grip isn't what it used to be. Mm -mm. So they get her off the chair. They hold her over this and they're all screaming at her and they're screaming, hit her grandpa. Come on, grandpa. You can do it, grandpa. They really sound like that. Like it's so, it's awful. They are so twangy and scary and backwoods and you're just like, you do this a lot (laughs) so why isn't grandpa stronger not enough calcium yes exactly just another brutally drawn out scene but like in all the right ways you know what i mean it's just so good um so actually what ends up happening is sally escapes the hitchhiker's grasp and doesn't she jump out another window like a badass It's just her MO. She's like, y'all do things with chainsaws. I dive out windows. <sighs> so she does. And we see that it's actually daytime. And that's where I'll leave it for now. Okay. So I don't have much more. Yeah, same. So we're back with Aaron, And she had snuck around the side of the building, right, at the gas station. And she's looking in and she sees the fucked up family. And she sees the trucker walk up to the door and say, hi, you know, I, I've got this girl. She's in trouble. Um, I really, you know, I would really need, I really need like help. Like, can you guys help me? Like, yeah. there's something going on with her. She's messed up. Like, she's something's going on, right? And so, you know, Hoyt, the sheriff, comes out and says, "Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you, whatever." And uh, Ludame goes out as well. We don't see too much going on except that they all kind of go outside eventually. Like everybody goes outside, mm-hmm. and we see. Uh, we see Aaron at one point sneak into a vehicle. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the vehicle is. We see her sneak into a vehicle and she's trying to hotwire the vehicle. She's panicking and she's looking around and she's like doing all this stuff. And everyone's outside and they're talking and they're like doing all this, you know, trying to figure this stuff out. And the sheriff's like, I'll take care of it. Don't worry. I'll go see. He's like, where is she? And he's like, she's in the passenger side of my truck. Like, go, go check her out. Yeah. So Aaron's still like sitting there and she's panicking and she's panicking and she's trying to get it done. And we see the sheriff kind of walking up towards, you know, the, the side of the, the side of the truck. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of standing there and he, he draws out his gun and he opens the um, passenger side of the uh, truck and there's no one in there. Oh, and she's good a, at escaping. She is good at escaping. <laughs> so then um, out of nowhere, we see that she's in his cop car. Oh. She hotwired his cop car. Oh, nice. And so she just runs him over like oh. he, he kind of because he steps away <laughs> from the truck yeah and she runs him over and she kind of cheapers creepers his ass she does oh. it a couple times like she runs does over she yell, does she do a yell i she probably does like yell. A battle cry. i think she kind of does like a you motherfucker piece of shit <laughs> That's kind of like what of a I was bitch, psychopath she says something like that yeah and so she kind of runs over him a couple times mm-hmm. right and yeah. then she just takes off mm-hmm. and she's driving and she's like she does scream, I think, at that point because mm-hmm. she's like so excited to get away and like yeah. she's actually getting away from them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you hear the coo of a baby and oh. we turn over and we look in the passenger side and oh. she had taken the baby. She, she had taken the, ba- the baby. She saved the baby. The baby. The baby. The baby. The baby. <laughs> um, so she is driving down the road and whatever and all of a sudden out of nowhere, Leatherface comes out of nowhere and just chucks his, not chucks, chucks it at her yeah but like hits the side of the car she's driving with his it's sparky yeah it's very sparky (laughs) hits it with the chainsaw okay and um 
she, you know, of course she freaks out and looks back at him and who cares? She's just going to keep driving. And he's like wheeling it around and like having an issue. Right. Cause he's being a big old dick. I think it's raining at this point too. It started like pouring down rain at one point, of course. Mm. Um, and then it kind of cuts to, um, we're back to the beginning again. And, um, uh, we're back to the cops walking through the basement. So now we're kind of down at the bottom of the stairs this time. Okay. Um, this is the guy like reporting the scene. Yeah, this is the guy okay. reporting the scene. And so whoever's, there's a guy filming it and then there's this guy obviously talking about it. And so they kind of go around the corner and we see um, the the piano like kind of off in the distance oh. and they're talking and whatever. And then out of, out of nowhere, you just hear screaming and you just see a scuffle and some yelling and screaming. And then you see just like a flash of a face and it's leather face. Is it face. a leather It's face. a leather face. <laughs> and we hear our, narr- our narrator again. We hear John and he's kind of like saying his little piece and like all the stuff that happened. And they still don't know to this day that, you know, oh, the cops yeah. were the cops were injured or the, were they murdered? I can't remember if they're murdered or not, like if he killed them or if they just got away. But like, yeah, to this day, they've never found the, the, the suspect or whatever. Right. And then that's the end of it. Oh shit. It's the end of mine. Oh my gosh. So, the new, the remake is the remake. Ove. Yes. All right. I'll tell you about Sally's stand. Here, yeah. Right. So when we last left, she was running from the house. It's daytime now mm-hmm. escaping. <laughs> I don't know, breakfast for dinner. What time was it? Like, I'm yeah. confused now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah, mine went from, like, day to night out of nowhere <laughs> to at one point. Oh, shit. Um, so she's running down their driveway that's even longer than Forrest Gump's driveway. She's just booking <laughs> it, right? And uh, the hitchhiker and Leatherface are both chasing her. Of course. Of course they are, right? The hitchhiker's kind of, like, fucking with her, though. He, like, catches up with her. And, like, he's real close to her. You know that they could have her. Right. You know? In fact, they said Gunnar Hansen had to, like, make up stuff to do because even though he was on platforms and he's huge, he would, like, still be as fast to catch up with the actors. Yeah. So he's like, I'll saw this tree down real quick and turn it into logs and then I'll go get her. You know? So they're chasing her up the driveway. And the hitchhiker does actually catch up with her because he kind of grabs her by... uh by, I don't know if it's by the arm or whatever. Yeah. He's slicing her back with his blade he has oh, that's, while she's mm. running too. Like they're kind of, he kind of has her, but he's like slicing it. It's disgusting. She escapes his grasp just in time. She's also kind of wiggly, right? Yeah. She's, she's final girl squirrely. in it. Yeah. She's yeah. Final, final squirrel in it. Yeah. Um. So she wiggles away from him as a semi truck is flying down the road. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it was the guy that killed Gage. Um, <laughs> track record is no bueno oh. uh, no this dude just plows over the hitchhiker with like all of his wheels like like all of the wheels smush him and oh, it's no. such a great effect and I don't I've know got, I said oh no that's I have great. like fucking nothing to say about it it's just so amazing like I don't even have any fun facts yeah unfortunately um, but it was awesome yeah so he gets smushed mm-hmm. right <laughs> and the trucker jumps out and is like what <laughs> what do I do now I'm not ready to update my resume <laughs> uh, so he and go to jail yeah yeah, he's wigging and of course immediately regrets his decision because of course Sally's running around like a nut and is bloody as shit. And yep. he's like, help me! <laughs> and then Leatherface comes up. He's like, uh, he's like, God damn it. What? Why? A Monday really? He's like, I didn't even want to be a good Samaritan. I have dude in my tire. Like I had to stop, <laughs> you know, I didn't, I'm not trying to help you. <laughs> and uh, so the guy, there's this. <laughs> Great, he's a great shot. We'll give him that. Yeah. He just chucks a wrench at Leatherface's head and nails it. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Like, are you an axe? Good ax- job, bud. Are you an axe thrower on the side? Oh like, God. just bonks him in the dome. Yep. 
And that causes Leatherface to fall and he cuts his own leg with his chainsaw. Ooh. And it's so really similar, good. Similar, similar. It's all meaty and yeah. peely looking. Uh-huh. And it, he screams while it happens. It's pretty slow. It's a good thigh cut. Yes. Right? Very similar to my Leatherface. Yes. Yeah. Um, on my Leatherface's end, the close-up of Leatherface cutting his leg uh, was the very last shot to be filmed. Oh. The actor was wearing a metal plate over his leg, which was then covered with a piece of meat and a blood bag. His scream was the actor's genuine scream of pain as the chain repeatedly hit the plate. The friction from this caused the plate to get very hot and it burned his leg. Ooh, which makes sense. Yeah, it does. So I was like, ooh, ouchies. Man, this movie was brutal. Yeah, everyone's thorn in their boobs and yeah. fucking burning their legs. like And like getting their fingers cut and shit. Cool. Killing Great. Franklin. Yeah. I, that part I like. That's it, whatever. Uh, a pickup truck then pulls over. Oh, and by the way, the truck driver that tossed the wrench, he just started running for headed for Dodge. Like he just fucking runs. Just runs. Just runs. He's, I'm like, where are you going to go? I don't blame you. <laughs> no, not at all. But he was like, later. Like he just leaves his truck. <laughs> he goes to the gas station. <laughs> his truck's robbed. He's like, oh, man, I'm doubly fired. What a shitty day. Yeah. So uh, Sally's there kind of alone, right? Yeah. But Rada's, uh, well, not really. Leatherface had just sawed his leg. So yeah. he's getting up just in time as a pickup truck pulls over and Sally climbs into the bed of it. Mm-hmm. And the, the truck driver's like, cool, got it. Yep. You know, and Leatherface almost gets her and doesn't. And Sally rides away laughing like a crazy mad woman who's like seriously just lost her shit. Yeah. And rightfully so. Oh, my God. So she drives off, rides off, uh, goes off and to live she, the rest of her life very happily. Yeah. I'm sure. I, hopefully. No, no, trauma there's here. no way. Nope. Not at all. Leatherface does his awesome anger dance with uh-huh. the chainsaw in the middle of the road. And yeah. it's so cool. Oh, there's my sunset scene. There you go. How did that happen, though? It was just morn. Either way, it's gorgeous. <laughs> He's like all wigging around yep. and it just looks so fucking cool. Yep. And I just remember seeing that when I was little and being like, oh, I want to be like him someday. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do not. No, you do not. But now it'll just be me with a weed whacker instead. <laughs> <laughs> um, my reasons for rating are super skimp. Because I feel like I couldn't really hide what I liked about the movie. Yes, we talked. So do you want to do yours first? Sure. So for the remake, Leatherface is such a classic killer. We all know this. Um, We all know him and we all maybe don't love him, but he is up there um, with one of the creepier slasher dudes. I remember this movie being much more appealing when I was younger. Um, The characters were your typical stereotypes. We had the lead guy and girl, the couple that just met and and are already in love and quirky. Dickish friend that just... Dickish friend that's just along for the ride. Though I did not feel a connection to any of the characters, I can't fault them. Um, I can't fault them either for their acting. Sorry, there's some typos in here. Um, I felt their fear and terror and knowing a little bit more about the behind the scenes, it seems that that they were able to keep in the mood of this terror of this terror that they all had to live on set. This movie did not disappoint in being gross, foul and unsettling anything in that house, whether it be the lack of cleanliness, the decaying rot, rotten food or the body parts strewn about all of it made me want to gag Poor Andy scraping and breaking his fingernails as he goes down Ugh. the stairs is horrific and being hung on a meat hook for Christ's sake, gut wrenching really Andy got the worst of it. To be honest, the kills were overall the same, um, the kills were overall the same as some of the other slashers we've seen. So nothing was completely left to the imagination. I mean, we've, 
maybe not all the meat hook stuff, but like just in general, like we've seen, we've seen it. Mm-hmm. Leatherface himself, I found to be menacing for sure. His size alone was enough to make me shudder um, at the thought of that coming at me full tilt. Mm-hmm. The mask switching partway through lost me though a little bit. Oh. I thought it was slightly cheesy. Okay. Um, I did kind of find it pointless and more sad. I found it pointless and more sad if Aaron just never knew what happened to Kemper rather than seeing his face on Tom's. Mm. Um, I barely jumped and I didn't find myself peeking through my fingers in fear of what was next. I felt like this movie was more predictable than others. At the same time, this is a fast watch and one that I could see myself not passing by if it was on TV while I'm channel surfing. Oh, there you go. Yeah. What about you? Well... Um, I mean, spoiler alert. Mm. I love this movie. <laughs> and as a chronic rewatcher, of course, this is in my bank of, yeah, why not another go? I watch this movie all the time. <laughs> um, I like watch it to take a nap. Like, I love it. I'm like, I want to take a nap. I'll put some chainsaw E on. Just, why not? <laughs> um, I love how gritty and raw it is. I just love the look of it. I love how you don't see the gore. You make it up in your mind. It's psychologically terrifying. Um, aside from sca- uh, Sally escaping, it's also super dismal, which you know I love. Mm-hmm. I love when everyone dies in it. Uh, in any movie we watch, it's truly disturbing, feels real and almost shot like a documentary at times. And who doesn't love a gentleman who can dance so gracefully with a chainsaw? Sold. <laughs> so, yes. I, I would so dance with you as well. <sighs> so what did you rate it? Uh, I rated it a two. Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I rated mine a two. Yay! Yay! So, four for gore. Time to randomly pick the next movie. Movie to see what we're gonna watch next. We're going almost to the top of the list. Okay. Not quite. 32. My age. You're 32. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This, um, we always pick this person's movies that that has suggested. So, this is going to be a shout out. Is it a Bobbert? It's a Bobbert. Oh. So Bobbert suggested this movie, and the movie is It Follows. Well, uh, follow us on Instagram, like we said earlier. Yes, please do, at 4 for Gore Podcast. At 4 for Gore Podcast, and we will, yeah, talk to you soon. You'll hear us again on another time. <laughs> we'll get back to you soon. <laughs> oh, my God. Tune in next time, where we talk about It Follows. Word. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Later. Yay!